Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. And today we have our end of year special um, I'm Keeney and I'm joined as always by Fisher and Krusty. Hello. Hi everyone. Uh, and this and this week we have a debutant. We have the big Tizzle, who is the writer for Recharge Wrestling, uh joining us here for this end of year special. Hello, everyone. Hello, guys. Yeah, all right. So we are going to go through, we, we selected a few categories and we're going to go through them and we're just going to kick off by saying what each of our picks are for that category and then we'll go around the table in a bit more detail as to why we've selected and some honorable mentions as well um and it's worth noting we've not really discussed who's picked who beforehand so there could be cases where we've all picked the same or we could all go different we have no idea so mm, makes it exciting yeah this is kind of the the, the fun of it uh, yeah. so we'll kick off with the best match of 2021 um so let's go around. Let's, let's go around the group. What have we all picked as the best match of the year? Um, Hell in a Cell, Seth V's Edge. Okay. Shout. At Crown Jewel. Okay, Tizzle. Um, I've gone with. I'm going to go with Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. At, um, at all out. Was it Full Gear? Uh, all out. All yeah, out. That the, was, yeah. The, the the steel cage one. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Incredible match. Fisher? Um, different to you two, although I will say they were both on my short list when we get to it. Um, I'm going to go for Walter versus Dragonov 2 from NXT TakeOver 36. Oh, that's I... interesting. I actually think I've gone different. So I've got a list here, um, and I'll get into that. I'm, I'm not up first, so I'll go into that later. But I think I'm going for Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. That was my second choice. Another yeah. On yeah. That, that was there. So, Krusty, do you want to kind of talk through why you've picked what you've picked? I would love to. So, I think it was pretty inevitable. If you've listened to me and know me, I was going to go for this match. Um, it, it was just amazing. I won't go too much into the feud, but it was at the, at the it's sort of at the back end of a, an amazing feud. Absolute dream for me. Um there were some huge spots throughout, massive weapon spots, including Seth just absolutely beating the hell out of Edge, which I loved. They used the cage, um, well, the cell really well. And, and one thing that really surprised us is this wasn't actually a hell in the cell pay-per-view. Um, so this really needed to end in a, in a cell because this feud was so nasty. And we thought it was 
so needed to be in Hell in a Cell that we were actually predicting that this match was going to be a Hell in a Cell way before it had been announced mm. until we realised that actually the pay-per-view had already been earlier in the year. So it was quite funny that it actually ended up um, in this type of match. Like I say, they used the, the cell amazingly, but not in a stupid way. There was nobody outside the uh, cell. No one was climbing on top of it and falling through it, which have their time in the past, but it seems to be a bit of a novelty nowadays when that happens. Um, they used almost every finisher, including both of them stealing each other's finishers. Yeah, you had yeah. Edge using the stomp. Um, Seth did a pedigree. There was frog splashes everywhere. Education. I was absolutely loving it. Is this the one where we got a, ga- a glam slam as well? Or was that one of the other... Edge? No, I, I think it was. I think it was a, yeah, a glam yeah. slam. They were pulling it all out of the bag. Pulling it all out of the bag. Um, and, and my favourite spot of the whole match was the sunset powerbomb off of the ladder um so Seth Sunset powerbombed Edge off the ladder through a table it was absolutely insane uh I yeah. popped massively for that and uh, I, I can't remember anything in sort of recent memory that really made me get so excited as that did um some really like sort of storytelling gritty story uh, storytelling from like Seth when he was wrapping a chain around his boot ready to sort of finish Edge and he was saying, this is your fairy tale over. That's just, that, that's really playing into how amazing Seth's storytelling has been and how savage as a heel he's been. Um, obviously, that that didn't go his way. That wasn't to be the end. Edge managed to get a low blow on Seth with a chair, which again was a real clever segment and I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was game over. And then he, he sort of brutalised him with every weapon going, sort of... Um, showing the psychotic side that Edge had gone to. And then he finished him off using Seth's own stomp onto a chair. Um, Mm. Two incredible wrestlers, both of them incredible in and out of ring. And just definitely my favourite match of the whole year. Um, And probably longer if I was to to look back further. Yeah, that's fair. You can't can't really argue with that, can you? No, uh... a very descriptive detail. I can't remember matches in that much detail. So when I was doing my list... Do you know what? I was going to try and watch my match today and I haven't got, I didn't get around to it. I was going to watch it because I thought I need to remember some spots from it. Um, but I agree with you. The only thing I was, the only reason it didn't make my number one was purely because I couldn't, they had three matches and they were all amazing and I couldn't yes. really differentiate one from the other. I know the Hell in the Cell match was slightly. I think, I think this was the standout though. I think it's just was. Over him. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because they had three great matches, I couldn't put all three of them. I wanted to put all three of them on the list in a way. But um, well. You know. We may we may see them appear at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we will. Uh, Fisher, you're actually up next, Fisher. Do you want to go through? Yeah, so um, we weren't doing the pod last year, but my favourite match of 2020 was Walter and Dragonov 1, which was just on NXT TV um, no, no, uh, with no yeah, fans. With, yeah, no crowd. Yeah. And it was just an insane match on, on, an, on a random episode of NXT UK, which you don't get very often. Um, and so I, I, I absolutely love Walter matches. I just, I just chops everyone and it's just crazy. And the story of him, you know, how long it held the title, um, like two, three years at that point. Um, you know, I can't remember spot for spot, but it was an incredible match. Um, and the story of Ilya overcoming it, taking so much punishment, there was loads of near falls and then getting the win at the end. Um, 
looking completely like red where he'd been, you know, what would have done so many chops on him. Yeah, um, I think it just gave me the edge. I, you know, I will come to our shortlist in a minute, but all of your matches were on my list. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's tight between a few matches for me. Um, and a sh- random shout out to Jack as well. As he sent us his list on um, Twitter and a lot of his matches also were on that list, on my list, which we'll get to. Yeah, all of them are on my list apart from yours, but now, but that's just because I've forgotten about it. Now you've said it, Fish, 100% agree. Uh, that match was absolutely savage. I just remember Dragonoff's chest at the end of it just being absolutely red raw from those yeah. savage Walter chops. Yeah. And, and and you had the visual at the end of Dragonoff with his foot on Walter, like he's conquered him. That was, that was quite a cool visual to end with. To be honest, as well, it's like one of those things where it felt like that was basically the, the last of the old NXT. And it was one of the matches where you go out and they went out with a bang a bit with that one. Because um, NXT this year hasn't, has struggled, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Obviously died a bit and then and 2.0's come in and it's a bit different. But that match, um, you know, was one hell of a match to, not, not to go out on because there was matches after that. But yeah, one uh, of the last uh, matches. I went back and watched that match because it's not one that I saw the first time round, And I have to say it did have um, sort of a house show match feel about it where they weren't uh, overly storytelling in it, but they just had a really good wrestling match. Mm. And um, I think we lack that sometimes in a lot of matches throughout the year is that sometimes they just need to get down to the wrestling rather than trying to tell an overcomplicated storyline. So I'd, I'd always rate that in um, sort of uh, matches that happen on yeah. pay-per-views I, and on shows. Yeah I, yeah. Think that, I think that's a fair point. I think sometimes you don't need a story necessarily. You just need two guys to go at it. And, these and re- really it's, it had a story as well, but the, the story was quite basic. It was just Walter's had the title for a long time. Yeah. Dragon off and Ilya's, yeah. you know, Ilya really wants the title and they'd beaten him once before. And that was it. That was all there was to it. And like you say, apart from that, it was just about the wrestling, really. There was I no... remember them even having like a UFC style press table and things like that. So they yeah, really yeah. did try and make it feel like it was just a, a real basically fight, a fight that feel. was coming. Yeah. Um, that's the one, one thing that we like about NXT UK a little bit. And, and NXT Black and Gold brand, it, mm. it felt a bit more like that, didn't it? It was there yeah. for the wrestling. Um, yeah, incredible yeah, match. We're going to Edge and Rollins. I mean, back to your thing. You know, in that one, you had stuff like the gunk getting put over Rollins in the build-up and stuff like that. You didn't get any of that kind of stuff here. It was just no. two guys having a fight, essentially, um, over a title, which sometimes, like I say, I, I think we'll get to more matches like that on this pod, but I like those sometimes. I love a good storyline, but sometimes I just want to see a fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tizzle, do you want to tell us your pick? And, yeah, uh... so my shortlist in no particular order was... Uh... Bianca versus Sasha, WrestleMania. Uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the steel cage, which was obviously my pick, as I said earlier. Uh, The four-way, it was the WWE number one contenders match, the ladder match between... Oh, yeah. Oh, that one on Raw, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was class. One of the best matches I've watched in a really long time, and I don't know if it's just because it's a bit more recent that it sticks out in the memory. Um, but just a late one that I've just thought of was um, Daniel Bryan against uh, Kenny Omega as well. And that's, yeah, that was again, it, again, it's just going Very back true. to that, that you you don't always need a really complicated, someone wants the title, someone's got the title and they have a really good wrestling match for it. It doesn't always need to be this um, sort of 
diluted storyline into stuff and obviously mm. the length when you don't often see that elsewhere or outside of AEW which is um it's always nice to just just get down to the wrestling um but yeah to just that, that four way uh ladder match I thought some of the spots and just the fact that that was on just a normal show and not a pay-per-view I think that really sticks out as well yeah that was very um, rare for raw wasn't it to do something like yeah. that Absolutely, but for my num for my number one pick, some of the spots in that Lucha Bros uh, Young Bucks match, there was there was one spot that sticks out in my head where they go for the double super kick and they move. Uh, he moves and they uh, hit their shoes together, and I just thought the timing and to get that right on live TV is just absolutely insane. And obviously, um. The Lucha Bros are always a good watch, as are the Young Bucks. So I think that really, yeah. Really the, the, this, it, so. this was this was the match where the Bucks had the um like uh, spikes on the bottom of their Jordans. Is that right? Is, is yeah. that the yeah. match? Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah. This was good. And like for me, with tag team wrestling, with AEW tag team wrestling, sometimes I feel like the rules just get ignored, and I'm a bit of a stickler for the rules. Whereas this one was a steel cage match, and it all seemed to just work like perfectly this was this was how these matches should go um yeah so it, it was this was actually right up there for me maybe second or third for me as well this one yeah yeah I, the only reason i think i didn't go for bianca versus sasha is because uh like we said about seth i feel like bianca will kind of dominate a lot of the things on here if yeah. i choose them for that as well <laughs> so i had to go with the had to go with the bucks yeah no fair Can I read out the rest of my uh, matches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go for your short list. So I have obviously Ilya v Walter was my first pick. Uh, Sasha v Bianca was my second pick. Uh, he even got an match. order. Uh, well, not all of them are in order, but that was number two. Fact, it was three, no two. That was that was a sensational <laughs> match to main event night one of WrestleMania. Um, Hangman Page v Kenny Omega mainly for the the story of it. Um, yeah. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, which uh, Tyler just mentioned. Um, Edge v. Rollins in the cage. Edge v. Roman versus Brian, the main event of WrestleMania, I thought was amazing as well. Yeah. Lucha Bros v. Young Bucks in the steel cage again. Um, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah. That match yes. was insane. The, um, was it, just on was the it dynamite, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it, it, yeah it, it was a lights out match. It that was, lights the, it, out, yeah. It was the um, St. Patrick's Day. That's the one. Edition of it, that match dynamite. was incredible. That was, that was insane. Those, I had to have two women's matches on there, and I had one from each company. I thought those were two were standout. Um, and then I also have um, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's last match in WWE on SmackDown Yeah, um, was very, very good. And it told a great story as well. And I, for some reason, I, I, this might be a recency bias, but I've got the men's war games match on there just because I thought it was very good. Yeah. No, Fair shout. Definitely good shout. I, was, I really shout. enjoyed that as it well. It was never going to win, but I put it on the on the list. Interestingly, I'd, I have everything everyone said. The only one I had, I had that no one's mentioned yet was there was an MJF v. Sammy Guevara match on Dynamite, which just stands out for me. It was like amazing. Um, I'm sure I'm sure MJF won by like a low blow and a rope, like a you know, or like the diamond ring. I can't remember exactly. I the don't finish, remember it, but it sounds incredible. But it was <laughs> insane. And I remember it was during the MJF Jericho feud, and Jericho was on commentary. And uh, Do you know I, what? I thought you were gonna being... say MJF Darby Allen, Keeney, because I know you love that yeah, match. Yeah, I mean I was yeah, just about to say that was a great match. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'll kind of go into my number one now, and it was Belair Sasha. Um 
And this also headlined WrestleMania. This headlined night one of WrestleMania. And just, again, I, I know you've mentioned, Tyler, you're not, like, the, sometimes storytelling isn't needed. But I think in this match, the storytelling was insane. I thought, um, I just thought it was, like, Belair's moment. This is just the making of Bianca Belair. And Sasha played such a big part in this match. Mm. Um, the one spot that always stands out is when Sasha dives through the ropes and lands on Belair and she like rolls, well, like you know, rolls over, then picks her up and throws her back in the ring. Or, or, or does she actually maybe she even walks up the steps with her? I, I, I'm potentially, but I just remember an amazing uh, strength spot from Belair. Um, and yeah, this match for a WrestleMania main event. Again, I just don't think it gets much better than this. It was just just everything I wanted from this match. Um, probably more. That's probably why it's my number one, because it kind of exceeded my expectations uh, a bit. Um, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker, by the way, was probably my second or third. So yeah, in, terms, in, in terms of the year's wrestling... Do you know what? I had to look wrestling... it up to check it was this year, because I, it seemed so long ago. Yeah. I nearly didn't put it on the list because I thought it was last year, but actually it was only in May. It wasn't as long ago as I thought. I thought it was like January or something. Yeah, it's, it's hard to remember. The it seems so long ago. Um, but yeah, insane. And interestingly, the, between the four of us, we've got one AEW match, which is surprising because AEW's the better wrestling sh- company and three out of four of us have picked WWE. WWE, think... when they do top matches, are incredible. Yeah, that's, that's a good I, point, I, yeah. I, I think because AEW makes it like the uh, Hangman uh, Brian match the other day, because they go so hard a lot of the time in a lot of their shows, I think it waters down the big matches sometimes because they have such consistently good matches. So the yeah. big matches don't yeah. seem quite as big. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go on to one of our negative categories. It's the worst match. Uh, of the year, <laughs> which feels a bit harsh now I've said out loud, but we're going to go there. Yeah, we've got to um, go, do it. Yeah, so I'll kick off. And again, we'll go around and say, and then we'll we'll drill into details. But for me, it was um, the zombie lumberjack match between The Miz and Damien Priest. For me, what, what, what about you guys? Um, I have a different one, so I'll say it. Yeah, I have got... Um... Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. I believe it's from SummerSlam. Okay. Just terrible. <laughs> Eva Marie. I mean, it's an Eva Marie match. I don't really need to go any further than that, do I? Um, it was bad. It was very, very bad. There's a few others in my contenders. Obviously, that zombie lumberjack match was on my list, but I remember saying on the pod at the time, because I think we just started the pod when this match happened, that yeah. it was bad, but I was kind of weirdly entertained by it, even though it was terrible. Um, but yeah, that's my match. Even Marie v Alexa Bliss, just terrible. Probably forgotten it because it was that bad. But it yeah, I, I have forgotten that. So ninety percent of matches that end in roll up could have been this for me. But, <laughs> uh, that more spoils the match rather than. But my worst match, if you can call it that, um, was actually at SummerSlam. Uh, it was Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, yep. fair enough. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, mine's the same. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll go into it, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll kick off going into details, and um, yeah, this zombie lumberjack match was just 
not only the worst match, might be the worst thing I've ever seen on wrestling TV. Oh, come on, man. If it is right up there, I'm sorry. The match ends. It wasn't that bad. The Miz gets eaten by zombies. And then this this goes into a buddy two month long feud where Miz is in a wheelchair with a water pistol. Like it, the, the follow up from this match as well really does make this match so much worse. And uh, I think they were trying to promote like a game or a movie, weren't they? I can't remember. I think it was exactly. a film. Yeah, yeah. but money my, talks, doesn't it? Yeah, my that God, was like this... the Vince Egg thing. It was all for a film. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was back for blood. I thought it was the game. It might have been, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Right, yeah. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but God, just the worst match ever. I want to say B-Fab's lucky here. Not, not, oh, not no, to... that's not. Leave B-Fab alone. She's got B-Fab, the B-Fab, the Electra Lopez was a bad wrestling match. And also, <laughs> none of us have mentioned it, and maybe because, um, maybe we'll get into it later, but the uh, exploding barbed wire death match. Just that because of the ending, match you, you can't, just the yeah, they, yeah, you can't no. use that. The match I didn't actually good, have it on my list, but yeah, so that, that, that was that was my that list. was a bad botch. That was it was a bad, bad botch, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't no, no, you're right, you're really. right. The match was good, um, but yeah, the, the finish was bad. So, someone else take. Uh, let's move on to Tizzle. Good. So on my list, I had uh, Bianca versus Becky, which was my pick the zombie lumberjack match because it was horrendous it again just no need for it in wrestling (laughs) do it as an online thing that's fine just don't put it on tv especially not on a pay-per-view people who don't get the um wwe subscription have to pay to watch that and that's disgraceful (laughs) to me (laughs) um uh the randy versus is the Fiend, the Firefly Funhouse match, just didn't rate it. I, uh, the whole yeah. Fiend saga, I, just, I think that it was easier to make that go right than it was to go wrong, and I just thought that was a terrible match. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Randy, again, same sort of thing. I just oh, I, yeah. I, I I didn't think happened. there was a place yeah. for it, and just terrible. And um, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, just because ridiculous again. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that was that bad, it, but it wasn't it, good. It was boring. It was just a bit boring, really. Yeah, it's just I. I don't think there's. I forgot that um, even existed yeah, this year. That seems yeah, like something from years it, ago. It, I, this. I think that it's because they're so forgettable. That's why they're such terrible matches. I mm. mean, there's a lot of matches I, think I can think of that were. I think yeah. I only remember yeah. the ones that sort of stick in my head because they were big matches. I guess that's why I've gone for the same pick but, as you. Yeah, it might be a bit of a segue onto yours, Krusty, as well. But with the Bianca Becky match, it was just, I think it's because there would have been such hikes. Obviously, we didn't know Becky was going to be there. But we, we for a match of that stature, we've got such high expectations of both of them by this point. And it was just such a disappointment. I mean, mm. I. I um, Bianca, uh, if she has a 20-minute match, I would put some money on that she uh, kicks out of uh, Manhandle Slam in that match. But in this one, she just gets sort of sparks on the jaw and Manhandle slammed, and that was it. Uh, not for me. I just thought they could have done more with it. Um, really disappointing. Yeah. Fair. Have you got anything else to add, Krusty? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I completely agree with everything you said. It was the build-up that was the problem. 
Um, I was so excited. I think it was Sasha she was supposed to face. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it, was Banks, yeah. it was Carmella. No, it was Carmella. No, Sasha advertised. Sasha was advertised until the so, night. Yeah. Yeah. What a match that was yeah, going to be. Yeah. A repeat of Mania. So I was already hyped for that. A little bit disappointed. And I thought, is this storyline? Is Sasha going to do something? And then Carmella come out. And I thought, yeah, okay, yeah. squash match. And then I got so excited when Becky's music dropped. I thought, this is just going to be incredible. And then they just completely shattered all of my hopes and dreams there by making it, as you, as, as Tizzle said, one punch. And then at the time, I didn't even know what the move was. So I thought it was just a half ass rock bottom, uh, which didn't even look good. She, she fluffed it a little bit. Um, and then, as you say, Bianca's been booked so strong. It's this like incredible athlete who who wins and kicks out of some amazing things and then she's just get pinned from from that um such a disappointment it, it really sort of just felt it was just such a bad booking it just felt like becky's back oh we got to slap a belt on her now to to get the money rolling in which really was a shame so, almost seemed like they should they just put her in it for the pop yeah, 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 that's exactly what it, that's exactly it what it was. They could have given her a match and just made her cheat halfway through. That would have done the job for me. The only thing I can think is that Becky wasn't ready and she was but, pulled in too soon and they just needed to make something big well, happen. They, the problem is they didn't even need a match. They could have just had them square up and then follow up on Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember what show it was at the time, but you know they didn't need to have a 30-second match. And the thing is, you said about them being not being ready. We watched Bianca and um, Becky have a match live oh. in London not that long yeah. after that well, it was, it was insane. Good. and so, it was yeah. very good incredible I, I would have rather have watched that match on the pay-per-view all day long but yeah. the only the only thing about with her just coming out and squaring up was that they did the same thing with Brock later that night didn't they so yeah. I don't know yeah, if they were yeah, thinking yeah, can we do it twice Man. but I, it's still disappointing that doesn't always stop them <laughs> they no, still, they no, still do we have the same five, five roll-ups in the show <laughs> <laughs> Rusty, were there any other matches you had on your list that were worth mentioning before um, I go on to mine? Bum, 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 bum. Not that I no, not that I've wrote down. There's loads of them. I'm sure I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple that people haven't mentioned yet, and a couple that have already been mentioned. Go for it first. Take, take, so take the Fiend versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania, just terrible. Um, I don't know if that's the men- match you meant, Tyler. Is that the match you meant, the WrestleMania one? Uh, the one where Randy Orton set the fiend alight, the fire. Oh, that fire, thing! Fire. I forgot. Oh, about and then he burnt his face. I actually, I actually loved, um, hated the Mania one more purely because the Alexa split with Bray, um, Randy winning with just an RKO off a distraction. Uh, everything about it was terrible. Um, the zombie lumberjacks on my list. Bianca B. Becky's on my list. Obviously, I've already mentioned Eva Marie B. Alexa Bliss is my number one. And there's two AEW matches. Um, they haven't had any mentions yet, so I thought I'd put two on there. Uh, I know Krusty in particular didn't like this one. Cody versus Anthony Agogo. Krusty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That was a disaster. Yeah. Um, I've, I've tried so to blank that, that out of my result. head. Yeah. And the other one, <laughs> the other one I had was Paul White B. QT Marshall, which wasn't terrible. But it was just oh, pointless. Yeah. I thought that was all right. I think you made a bit harsh there to Big Paul. That yeah. was a quick one. That was a quick one. It was, it was, I think it was done right, that was. I disagree with you hugely there, Fish. Fair enough. Yeah. It, it, well, it's just <laughs> need, needless. I thought it just it didn't need to be there. It was pointless, but I wouldn't say it was the worst match of the year. No, I, do you know what? I just thought I might as well put another AW match on there and it was the first one I could think of. 
Um, well, well, I went through my. I actually went through the the AEW pay per views cards, and that one stood out. Um, other than Cody and a Go Go, which really yeah, I didn't like. No, at all. I agree. All right, so why did what was your number one fish show? Uh, Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Why? Why is that number one? I think the match went about two, three minutes. Eva Marie can't wrestle. We, we like, you know, I don't like to bury people for not being able to wrestle on this show, but Eva Marie right, is Keeney. an exception to the rule. Here he comes. She's bad. Eva Marie v Fab. Let's see it. <laughs> and I feel bad for oh, Alexa Bliss because she's had like three mentions on this list. I swear. Um, hmm. But yeah, it was just a really sloppy couple of minutes Alexa won again it was just didn't need to be there it was a complete waste of time um yeah it was just bad but to be honest Bianca v Becky is actually worse yeah I, I, actually, I've, I've been I've been swayed myself and I didn't like zombie lumberjack match at all but I've been swayed I think I think I for think the... it's just around it the owners around it just yeah really the guys involved it. as well it's 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 too it's it's because it's two of the best people and you're yeah. doing and you did a like six second match it's like Brock coming out and surprising Roman f5 and him one two three done and doing mm. nothing else <laughs> literally yeah. the first time you saw him it's just embarrassing you can't do that yeah no you you are probably right on that I think all and these the, matches the are they've had after brilliant I was I'm much more than happy with that but the way oh, they did that. It's yeah, just such a yeah. disservice to Belair as well. And she really did carry that title through a hard time as well. We're still mm-hmm. sort of in the pandemic era. Um, and it's, it's been tough. So, yeah, to have Becky just walk back in and it's, take it's, the title. it's just like I said, I'm sure if we went back and watched the matches that they had on Raw and the matches they had after that, I'm sure Belair's kicked out of a man handle slams in. So it's, it's just not consistent as much as anything, is it? Yeah. So it just <clears> bothers <throat> me. No, you're probably right. Um, all right, let's move on to tag team of the year. Um, who wants to tell us their number one pick? I can I go with who I don't know whose time, turn it is. <laughs> The no, butcher we'll and the blade. Uh, no, sorry. Jesus Christ! I'm joking. I'm joking. God, I forgot they existed. I love them. I do love them though. Get them on I TV more, AEW, please. Um, I think one of them injured the again. Does. No, my my actual team is Young Bucks. Young Bucks from AEW. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Young Young Bucks are mine as well. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, you guy fish. Sorry. Uh, I've I've got Lucha Bros. Okay. Um, I've got. I'm gonna go with RK Bro just for something different. Okay. Um, well, Tizzle, you know, go ahead. Tell us why you've picked RK Bro. Well, I've got a list here, and I think any of this could win it. Uh, and if we're looking at the best tag team of the last ten years, any of the other ones would have won it. But yeah. I've got Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, uh, Usos, New Day, and Straight Profits. But I think the uh, I'm going to go with RK Bro just because they've been so funny and so uh, good um, this year particularly. They've provided a bit of comic relief and it's something different that we, we haven't really seen Randy in this role before. So I think just as far as innovation goes, and I don't think they should last a, a million years like the rest of them. But for this year, I think they've been sort of the most entertaining. Um, you know, every time they come out, I'm happy to see them. Um, uh, the only 
uh, the only thing I did I noticed on a mat on that um, best tag team in WWE match, one thing I did notice was that the Usos and the New Day really showed them up as tag teams. Um, they were brilliant, like you said. The the hot tag for Randy was brilliant, um, and they were brilliant as single wrestlers. But the New Day and the Usos really showed them up as tag teams. But yeah, just just for a bit of innovation and something different that we haven't seen before. Um, I'm gonna go with Arco Bro on that one. That's a great pick. They, they weren't on my list, I'll be honest. But now you've mentioned it, I think they they definitely deserve to be up there. Yeah, kind of. I think the thing that's done them a bit of disservice is probably the feuds they've been stuck in for a bit too long. Um, I think it's the problem uh, with sort of AJ and Omos. Um, But apart from that, I I think it's great. And like you say, it's brought out a brilliant side to Randy Orton that we haven't seen. And he looks like he's really enjoying it. Um, Something fresh because he'd been doing the same thing for a long time and losing an awful lot as well. So actually, this was really refreshing. So yeah, great pick. You've put him into my sort of shortlist. Well, Krusty, go ahead. You've got the mic. So, sirs, so I, I've gone for um, not butchering the blade. <laughs> that confused me. Never looked at my notes. Uh, Are they actually on your shortlist? <laughs> no, I was going to say no, I've just done it for the. They wouldn't be in my top twenty AEW teams You've... this year. Okay, hang on now. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> well, they got that many tag teams. They probably wouldn't be. Yeah, to be fair, it's a tough crowd, isn't it? Yeah. So they just had some amazing feuds, and I don't think you can really fault their wrestling. They're, they're incredible pretty much every time they get in the ring. I can't really think of a bad match. Sometimes you can think of some dodgy spots that they put into them where they try to be a bit too funny. But apart from that, you put them in the ring with anyone, they're going to make it look good. Um, they've had some fantastic feuds and matches with the Lucha Bros. Um, who were so close to taking this for me, by the way. They, it, it was between Bucks and Lucha Bros. I think if it, was, if it was last year, it would have been the other way around. I think the fact that they've been in the elite and they've been hanging around with Kenny Omega, uh, Don Callis, etc., has really sort of brought it up the list. I mean, you, you've had some serious matches, but then also the comedy factor. We discount the Halloween um, match, because I know a couple of you guys didn't like that, but... The, we had the Space Jam entrance, which I just thought was absolutely incredible. I loved that so much. Um, Ghostbusters from, from these well. guys. Yeah, I like the Ghostbusters one. Yeah. It's just it's just so funny. It just really makes me laugh. But then they can get in and they really get down to business. Um, I've really, I think they've really come across well with their heel attitude. Um, the, the sort of turn to them being heels was was amazing. But when they sort of w- really won me over for this year, wasn't it even in the ring? Although their matches have been so fantastic, is when they allowed Adam Page to they sort of gave him the nod to uh, to allow him to um, to win the title. It just yes. sort of cemented that um, the sort of storytelling around this whole saga that we have because it's been going on for so long. But I don't even need to sort of explain their in ring talent because it is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. that's my pick. Fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll go next because I, I I went the same. I went Young Bucks as well. Um, so I want to give a shout out to, to FTR. I haven't had a shout out. Yet. They were on my list as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if we're talking about the best tag team, they'd win it every year. But for the year twenty twenty one, they're just the best tag team in the world. But <laughs> I think the Young Bucks had a better year because, again, just just as a personal thing, I I was thought they, oh, I don't know if overhypes the word, but I thought. Like they were spot merchants, but that was kind of how I saw them. But this year they've really 
come into their own by by turning heel, by having a bit more of an edge about them. And they just seem to have just found themselves as characters a bit more. I don't think they had much character before this year. Um, and they, they've had so many. I mean, you talk about Lucha Bros. There's probably about a couple of Lucha Bros matches you could talk about. They've had good matches with. They had a really good one with Jericho and MJF as well. Um, uh, and, and, and I'm sure they've had others as well, but I, I I kind of looked looked through their matches this year, and you kind of realise how many standout matches they have. Um, and then they kind of let's like say they've gone from strength to strength. They're involved in the title feud storyline. Now they're with Adam Cole. Um, you know, still doing great stuff, having great six-man, eight-man tag matches. And yeah, I just think they've they've been the best team. And I think they lost the titles at the right time as well. They didn't kind of hang on to them for too long. Um, so they didn't get stale at any point either. And yeah, I, I just think they've been the best team this year. But I, I just want to shout out FTR as well. Uh, Fisher, do you want to... FTR have won me over this year, by the way. They should have won you over a couple of years ago, mate. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I think they struggled on the main roster. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. So Lucha Bros were my number one, but it was close between the two. Uh, I think for me, it was always going to be an AEW team purely because I think the tag teams are um, more strongly booked in AEW. Tag team wrestling, they seem to prioritise it much more than WWE. Having said that, my shortlist, RK Bro and the Usos were on it. The Usos have to get mentioned because they're just fantastic New yeah, Day can actually make my list, list purely because I think they've done brilliantly individually this year like Big E's gone off on his own um, Woods has won obviously the King of the Ring tournament and Kofi's great but I don't think as a tag team they've done too much this year but um, FTR are on my list as well and the Young Bucks but Lucha Bros I think they've had the most the most good tag team matches all year uh, Young Bucks have been right up there as well but I think of the feud at the moment with um, FTR, they've had some fantastic matches. Um, they've done some good stuff outside of AEW with the Triple A tag titles. They've had obviously the, the, the Steel Cage match we, we've already spoken about with the Young Bucks, and they're just an amazing tag team. And, and I've, I think I prefer them because they're not. We mentioned the comedy and the goofy side of the Young Bucks. That it doesn't put me off the Young Bucks. I still love them, but it gives for me it gives Lucha Bros the edge um, because of that. I think. Can't argue with that at all. Yeah. Yes. But I think that there's always going to be, we're always going to be sort of on the same like similar lines here. Because I think there's, oh, only, of course. there's only really I don't a few think there's options. anyone who's like, oh my it, God. It's a finite amount of good tag teams. I think yeah, there's, exactly. There is. A, there... There's some good ones. But it wasn't going to be Rhea Ripley and Nick Fantastic Yash, was ones, it? isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't choose that. Jeez. <laughs> um, just want to give a shout I know, I think Tyler uh, Tizzle mentioned them, but Street Profits. Been incredible uh, yeah. this year. I reckon. I, I reckon last year they, they would have won. Last year, by the way, if we were doing twenty twenty, yeah. I think I'd have picked them. Yeah, yeah they they good. were. They're just a great team as well. They've got such entertainment value. I think. Um, yeah, they're, they're always fun to watch the, the profits. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to pay per view of the year. Um, I'll kick off because I've got it, but um, my mine was all out. Was my pay per view of the year? All out. Same here. We've all got the same. Wow. I didn't expect all out. To be honest, I I found this very, very tough. I've got five on my list that I thought were excellent. This was the only one I I didn't have any other options. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't have any others either. Fisher loves a short list. (laughs) I've got two other options, but I struggled. Oh. 
Well, well I, got... maybe I was just filling it because I wanted to get to five. Go on, Fisher. T- t- tell us. Tell us. Well, I thought we'll, we'll all talk about All Out in a minute because mm, obviously yeah. we all thought that was great. But I put Full Gear on there as well because that was very, very good as well. Um, so they were my two AW ones. I put. I thought Crown Jewel this year was an excellent show. And normally it was Saudi brilliant. Yeah, it was. it was good. Yeah, a lot I'll of um, hate. But I thought Crown Jewel was excellent this year. WrestleMania uh, my... is always going to be on there for me. Uh, my only issue with Crown Jewel was, uh, again, because it's essentially a big house show, the booking's really um, easy to tell, and yeah. that bothers me. That's the only issue I have with I, Crown I Jewel. I do get that. And, and normally Saudi shows, I've not really enjoyed them that much. Um, but actually, I thought Crown Jewel was good this year. I think um, it's the I best Saudi show. Card. Yeah, and, oh, and I put oh, WrestleMania, yeah. and oh, I, I put the Royal Rumble on there because I just love the Rumble. And you had uh, wrestlers like Goldberg sort of claw back some respect, especially from us at that pay per view. Um, So, no, I I agree. Lesnar v. Reigns was really good. Um, What else was there? I'm just looking at the cards for these shows now, just so I can sort of talk about them in more detail. But um, Uh, that was the Charlotte Bianca Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Match as well, I think. It was great, but it wasn't phenomenal. Like all yeah. out. No, all out. All out was top to bottom, like almost perfect. It did have that Paul White match that I did put on my worst matches, but that match was fine. That wasn't, wasn't that, that bad. bad. They did it, <laughs> Maybe that's they did why it's okay. on my list because that pay per view was so. What's good. your hate on the Big Show? What's going on? I just don't want to see him wrestle these days. No offense to him. I love. But I, I think the know, way they great. did it was okay. He barely wrestled. He just punched him basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, just before we go on to All Out completely, because we've all got it, I've got Mania and Royal Rumble on my list yeah. as well. Um, I, th- I thought Royal Rumble was great, other than the handcuff botch, but even that was quite that, funny. Yeah, that match I was mean, excellent, other than that. They could, they could have done it better than the ref just stopped counting. Yeah. They could yeah. have done something other than the, that, but um, that was the sort of only down bit about Rumble. And then obviously um, it's difficult to get a bad mania, really, just because of the size and I with the amount one, of matches they have. Night one was very, very good. It was, night yeah, two wasn't quite yeah. as good. Yeah, but I remember night one thinking... My second. Um, but yeah, on to all out. I'd, yeah, um, easily when I was picking this, that was my pick straight away. Um, and after I watched it, it's the show that sort of got me into watching AEW all the time. Mm. And um, I, it was simply started watching it because I thought that's probably the best pay per view I've seen um, easily since I've been watching wrestling again. And for as long as I can remember, obviously that might be a bit of recency bias, but um, no, I, I, I think I think it's fair enough. I think not only is it the best pay per view of this year, I think my best pay per view of the last two or three years. I think it's mm-hmm. up there. And you're right, the, maybe the, that... the matches, the the surprises. I think um, we're forgetting old takeovers though. They were some of them were perfect shows, honestly. The, the old takeovers. The, oh yeah, the last they one were incredible. It's the it's the surprise factor at All Out that did it, I think. Yeah, yeah. The matches, That's if you look at the card, it was insane. But those surprises you just don't get at other... To have them in such quick succession as well. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but should I mention the surprises? Yeah, yeah. for it. I mean, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, obviously, um, at the end of the Kenny Omega-Christian match, which wasn't in the top matches for me. It was bloody if, good, that if match. If there was a top surprise match on what I was sort of anticipating to being good. This was well up there. This mm. was, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. 
it was such a good match. Um, really no, it was, surprised it was me. very good. And then at the end, we had Adam Cole come out, which had been suspected slightly, but hadn't sort of been confirmed. So that that was an absolutely insane surprise for me, and one that really excited me because I was such a he was such a big deal for me in NXT. Um, I think you spoke about enough. it on the pod um, with Adam Cole. I just don't think we expected it to be that soon because it was yeah. literally like a week after he left NXT, wasn't it? Yeah. He had a takeover match, and then like the following week or ten days later, they had the All Out. So yeah, all about that boom. <laughs> oh yeah, his 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 entrance music as well just makes it, doesn't it? I'm real. Uh, yeah, and then Brian come out as well, obviously. Oh, and and we we knew that was happening, but I didn't. We didn't expect it straight after. Yeah, we thought they, they can't do two. It was a part ten minutes it. apart. Well, uh, they also you, Ruby Soho. Yeah, yeah but that, that, that was your fault. We had that earlier in the night where she won the battle royal as well. Yeah. Um, which was cool. You know, it, it was upstaged massively by the end, but it's still a cool moment. So good. I think and she's added a lot. Great. She's added a lot to the women's division since. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously we started off that pay-per-view with um, the steel cage match. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, well, I was just about to say, the wrestling on this uh, you pay-per-view, it, you? you had Moxley Kojima, yeah, Miro, Miro Eddie Kingston, Britt Baker, Chris Satlander. Um, yeah, the Battle Royal Ruby Soho one. JF Jericho. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk's first match. CM Punk's first match. Yeah. Like, how oh, big is that? If God, you look yeah. at it back, how big is that paper? And then you just have Paul yeah. White, QT yeah, Marshall. Actually, yeah. thinking about it, it is easily, <laughs> it is easily pay per view of the year. I am denied. I am denied, honestly. But it is. Looking at it, when it you've is got easily. all of that. I um, didn't take into account the surprises. They went all the out. Excuse the pun. Mm. They went all out. <laughs> they did yeah. go all out. And I know we saw this week, we saw, oh, actually, no, a couple of days ago, we saw. Roman Reigns with a needle mover t-shirt. For me, this pay-per-view moved the needle from the top promotion in my eyes. AEW just this escalated them to another level. Like for me, WWE were always the big boys and AEW were playing catch up. This to me was like, God, now yeah. it's a real who's who's bigger. It's it's tough to say. And um, yeah, this for me really moved the needle in terms of top promotion. And when after, after this pay per view, me and uh, one of my pals had the conversation: Is this turning into the '90s thing where WWE is like the WCW, where it's a bit nostalgic and we've got the old stars that we liked watching that ages ago, and AEW is actually the cool place to be, where the good matches are now. Um, mm. I'm and not sure if part, that's completely if you look playing at big it boys, out, but yeah. It, it's yeah, if you unreal. look at the big boys that they brought in, though. You've got CM Punk, so that's a nostalgia. You've now got it Brian Danielson, who is going to be... He hasn't got... To, Adam Cole, not so much. Um, I'd say pre-all, pre-all out. Yes, it was the cool place to be with all the new guys, but... I thought you were going to mention Bobby Fish again. Bobby Fish? <laughs> Hang on, right? If we're going... In fact, he should be in my... I know we're coming to breakout. He should be in there. In fact, he's going on the shortlist. Bobby Fish, what an incredible bloke. He's like 45 years old. He was in the, the he's done the Undisputed Era. Sorry, you've got me started now, but he was in the Undisputed Era. He was okay. He was part of it. But he's coming to AEW and he's the boy. <laughs> he's the man. And now look at him, hanging around Adam Cole, main event in. He's the man. You mean Sorry. like he was in 2019 <laughs> when he was main event in? NXT takeover. Yeah, but he he was, but he felt like in the background, didn't he? Because he was. I do get. I do get what you're saying. I do. He's had a good year. I think we can agree. He had a go with CM Punk. I mean, when would that have happened? 
Yeah. But he's not Adam Cole, is he? No, he's oh, not. Oh, no, he's, he's not. He's not. Charisma. <laughs> he's not got but the charisma. In terms of pro progressing, he's, yeah. he's definitely the most... Uh, How do we get from best pay-per-view to Bobby Fish? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, someone, it's, 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 a, it's, it's like when someone... We're going to start bashing Roderick Strong <laughs> <laughs> don't even mention Roderick Strong. Oh no! Do you know, he should not get I'm a mention. Not he should not get a mention in the 2021 year review. Keeney might been have been on my main wrestling year shortlist for you, though. Well, if he, he had is, a great then... match the other day, he had a great match. I right, just move on. Let's move on, guys. Um, <laughs> and is anything else from All Out? Or I reckon no, we've probably no, covered, I think we've covered it. Uh, covered it. Uh, I'm all out of ideas. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. To great the... work. <laughs> Yeah, that's, 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 right. Let's let's move on to the our best feud of the year. Um, Krusty. Who wants a surprise? I mean, Here I, think, we go. I, think, I know I what it's going to be. It's going to be the <laughs> same as my surprise. I think it's the same as mine as well. It's not going to be mine, though. Seth Rollins versus Edge. Yeah, that's mine too. Tizzle. Um. Yeah. My, it's on my short list, but I'm going to go with Bianca versus Sasha just to be a bit different. Okay, Fisher. Awesome. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Yes, that was definitely on my short list. The, the, the story between Edge and Rollins was great but for me, but Hangman Page and Omega for me was the better sort of story overall. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, do you want to go for it, Fish? Yeah, well, Hangman Omega really is more than a year-long feud. It's been since the start of AEW. This first pay-per-view AEW had, I think, was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega had a match. Mm. Yeah. Um, which obviously um, Kenny won and it's been a build of storyline f- you know friends with the elite falling out tag team champs tag team champions yeah it's been it's been going on for a long long time and just that's like it's come 360 and then Hangman beats him for the title we, we spoke about the Young Bucks nod thing earlier just everything was poetic and the match really delivered as well um, only it's only one match whereas an Edge Rollins feud was a series of matches but the story itself told over time, I think, is the best storyline. Um, in terms of series of matches, I do think Edge and Rollins was excellent. Um, but yeah, Hangman and Omega was just perfect, I think. I don't think there's a lot they could have done differently that could have made it any better. Yeah, that's fair enough. Tizzle, you've gone different as well. Why did you go Belair and um, Sasha? Sort of the same sort of thing. Because Edge and Seth, was it was three matches that were all unbelievable and the storytelling throughout um the stuff with seth in edge's house and stuff was brilliant i thought nah, it was I great hmm. um i think i've gone bianca versus sasha just because it's a bit of an underdog story with um bianca and obviously it culminated at uh, wrestlemania but i think they're both so good um i think every match they have is unreal um I'm a bit of a Sasha stan. I, I think she's oh, I am. unreal. I think, I, I, I think she just doesn't miss in the ring. Um, and obviously the storyline that went along with it as well was was fantastic. I just think for quite a long running storyline, it went from sort of two weeks after Rumble all the way to WrestleMania. And to keep a storyline interesting for that long, I think is really something special. Um, yeah, with that one, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll let Krusty go first on Seth Edge because I don't want to steal any thunder. Thank you. So on this day, I've seen clearly, and this is definitely the best feud. Uh, Seth, there's Edge. And allow me to burn it down. Oh, Sorry. God, here we go. I can't help it. 
<laughs> He's part of the poem as well for this. <laughs> That's how much I love this feud. So it started with Seth interfering in a Edge v Roman match at Money in the Bank. I don't know if you can remember back that far. Uh, yeah, because um, I was well Seth excited when mental saying it should have been him. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and this still played into something seven, eight years ago where Seth tried to end Edge's career. So this is how this all sort of came about. And then we went on to a match at SummerSlam, which was fantastic. And to be honest, could have actually been the end of this feud. And I think thinking back to that day, I was like, I'm happy if it ends here because it was just that good. But boy, did we get some some excess here um, and wanted as well. It's very rare you get a feud and you're like, I want more, want more, want more. And this was one of those where I just really wanted more all the time. Um, we had the spot where Seth and sent Edge to hospital and then we started getting the promos where Seth really came out of his um, character, I think. So I was actually ready for uh, Seth to have a character change, possibly to face at this time. But I think this really brought it back. And he sort of edge. teased it, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he was going to show remorse and then just went the other way, didn't he? To be fair, his next promo after that starting to show remorse was incredible. The just the what did you think was going to happen? That was unreal. Such good promo in that. Almost like he's lost in his head. Seth's just, I say it every week, he's incredible. In and out of ring. But then we had, as you mentioned earlier, Tizzle, he was in Edge's house walking around, sort of of comedy factor quite psychotic as well. He was drinking his orange juice, eating his apples, <laughs> talking about his kids and how beautiful they were. Just proper weird stuff that mm. psychos <laughs> would do. Saying about their drawings on the wall. Yeah, saying I'm a mistake word, didn't he? It was just so funny, some of the stuff he comes out with. And he was he was firing out two or three promos a night sometimes. And none of them were boring. When the guys were in ring on the microphone, both of them were spitting absolute fire. Um and then if, if you ever if you had any doubt of Edge's in ring ability, that was just completely squashed by these three. Yeah, fantastic he, the best matches. matches Edge has had since his return were all those Rollins matches. Oh, the, Even the, if you look back to some of the old yeah. stuff, these are way up there. And he's not a young guy, he's had these bad injuries. Mm. Um we, we then had the sort of the, the house thing, then brought out Edge's character from the brood which was just so cool and then he oh, came yeah, out that, to that, that music and yeah. entrance as well just such a twist that i did not expect and how exciting was it to hear that music even though really that wasn't when he was at his biggest um so we had some incredible matches some were even on the normal roster we had one on smackdown it was just insane um i think that's when AEW were really pushing wwe for sort of to that try was the um do madison square garden show wasn't it the big that's one. it yeah, absolutely insane. And then we obviously had the the end of the feud that I spoke about earlier in the Hell in the Cell. Um, and I think it's one of the best feuds in the modern era. Really yeah. do. I mean, I I can't really follow that because that you've you've sorry, you've, I forgot it. you've got it. I'm right? sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> you had a poem. You went from start to finish, but yeah, I mean, this feud had the storyline, the perfect ending, the matches were eight out of ten at least like consistently and edge edge on the mic this year has really like shown something where every time he speaks it's like from the heart and at, at like 100 percent. and it is this was brought out with in this rollins feud um so i just agree with everything crusty said um i also had sasha belair on my list I had Cameron Grimes, LA Knight I on my that. list. Oh, I had that man. Well. I forgot. I, I also had the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle 
on AEW. I thought it was a great feud. Yeah, um, yeah. That one. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, and Omega Hangman. They were my other yeah. options as well. Yeah, um, my other options. I had, um, yeah, I had, Hang- obviously, Hangman Omega was my choice. I had Edge v. Rollins. I had Bianca v. Sasha. I had Grimes v. Knight as the comedy, like a comedy relief feud. Um, it was good. I've got Roman v. Brock, even though that feud's still ongoing. I love, I have loved it so far. Um, mm. And I also had um, CM Punk v. Eddie Kingston, even though it was short-lived, was bloody amazing. It's a shame I, we didn't that was my favourite match. From um, yeah. I loved that match at Full Gear, and I loved the promos they did on Rampage. Amazing! I would have seen. I would have loved a, a, a free match series like we've got with Edge and Rollins for that. But it's a shame. But we are getting Punk MJF. So I was going to yeah. say Punk MJF's got to be in with a shout. Yeah, yeah. the thing is they haven't had a match yet. So no, no. next year, if it, it'll oh, probably yeah. still be on the <laughs> list because they won't have a match until next year. So. Next year, it's almost a shoo-in to be on the shortlist, I reckon. Yeah. For promos, 100%. yes. They're blowing it out of the water. Yeah. Easily. Insane, isn't it? Because if we were just doing it on promos and not matches, I'd, just, I'd honestly considered putting um, Paul Heyman versus Caleb Braxton on there. It's on my list. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, put it. I nearly put it on there, but I thought they can't because so they haven't wrestled. <laughs> and if it was uh, just on promos as well, I'd probably have Jericho versus American Top Team. Mm, yeah. Those promos were so good. Yeah. Go on, says, what's uh, your list? Uh, so, other than Bianca, Sasha, and Edge versus Seth, I had Charlotte Flair versus Becky. I thought they did that really well, considering it was cross-brand. Um, I, just that little build-up, and there's, I think there was actually some real emotion in that. Um, I think they fell out yeah. after the uh, belt exchange, didn't they? So, I think... Mm. Um, they did that really well. Um, and Paul Heyman versus Kayla Braxton, yeah. which was genuinely I mean, that's, one of that's my got favorite things. That's my favorite thing. It's been amazing, though. Honestly, I love that. Kayla Braxton's got a mention of Feud of the Year. Yeah. I, I, I very nearly I put it on my shortlist, but I took it off because I was like, ah, uh, it's not really. Ca- None of the other guys are going to put it on there, but then you did. So brilliant. I love it. That's great. Um, all right, let's go to the other end of the spectrum and the worst feud of the year. This was hard. To the pick. worst feud. Um, does anyone have? I've actually got options. I need to decide what I'm going to yeah, pick. So I'll go first. Yeah, I was straight first. into one. All right. Um, uh, if you've got one, you go first. Yeah. Because I've got a few. Mm. Do you want me to go straight in? Yeah. 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 Go for it. Okay. Mine's Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Quite fresh that, in my memory. That wasn't on my list, yeah. but that's a fantastic. That, that, that made my short list. I forgot it was about really it. Really annoyed. But yeah. Do you want me to explain it now? Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. I basically hate that. I never liked the your I'm beautiful, you're not thing. I think that's seen its day. I don't like that now. Uh, in today's era, we, we don't need that. And also, it doesn't make any sense at all with Liv Morgan. He's just very odd. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really work at all. Um, and we'd only just had it as well with Eva Marie Dewdrop. So it was just a complete replica. Um, we then had Carmella wearing a stupid mask, which I hate. And it's just so boring. It looks stupid evidently does nothing at least when you had Seamus with a mask it could do some damage and you knew there was actually a point to him wearing it um the matches were pretty poor a lot of them ended in roll-ups or or interference and Carmella I think won three times in a row which is fine unless you're then going to push Liv who lost them all into a title contendership uh, story which makes no sense at all so it's taken 
fair play, she's done it, but yeah. it's taken Liv Morgan a lot to convince me, and I think a lot of other people. It shouldn't have been this hard though for Liv Morgan to be taken no. seriously. They she could have won a couple of matches there, done and dusted. Okay, she's ready for a contender match, but to lose three times in a row and then get pushed towards the title was just an insane decision. Whoever decided um, that. I so. think, like you said, that that type of feud's had its day, and I think Charlotte said it in a in a promo a while ago. It was a uh, it was a divas feud in a women's division, wasn't it? Yeah, it 100%. was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. great line. So that that's what I have to say on that one. That's yeah. a good line. Um, have you two got? Have either you I've got? got, got yeah, I've got one. I've got one. I can go through my top one if you want. Yeah, go for it, fish. So my top one is Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm not digging Matt Hardy. Sorry. No. I just that, that's, that, they oh, had I, that went on for months and months and months, and they had all these different. They had a hair versus hair. Sort yeah, but yeah, but the heavy hair match yeah. was with Jake Evans, not even Matt. Yeah, Hardy. with Jack Evans. Yeah, they Jack had, Evans. I don't even know. His various name. tag team because the Hardy yeah. family office and the best friends had various iterations of the feud, but it just went on and on and on, and I was never into any of it, and the matches weren't particularly good either. Um, yeah, this was. I mean, there's the, all the other ones I've got on my list of WWE, but this you one stood what, out Fish, for me because I agree it was... with you so much because I actually stopped watching the matches. I I was that bored, so yeah. it actually got out of my head. Honestly, <laughs> until it was like pay per views, I was like, I'm not watching this. Like, yeah, I was like, there's no point. It's just that boring. And so... I, I think the thing, reason why it stands out so much is because there's so many good ones in AEW. That yeah, this was so bad it stood out. It stuck out like a sore thumb, like basically. When you got Hangman Page and Omega at the same time, you had Adam Cole come in, you had Brian Danielson, you had all this stuff going on, and then you had this feud, feud like a wet fart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes a wet fart's nice. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it, it was a, it was basically Time's one big correctly. We'll get on to wet farts later when we get to our skid marks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a few others to mention, but you guys mentioned your number ones. First. Yeah, go ahead, Tizzle. What's Before your anyone mention any more number twos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, think I've, I've put down Alexa Bliss versus everyone, but I think I'll narrow it down to Alexa <laughs> oh, Bliss. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think we'll narrow it down to Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Um, I just thought Alexa, after the Fiend left, they should have just almost no-sold it and just let Alexa do her thing as the gold that we know she can be. But yeah. I just think her her sort of woman Harley Quinn Fiend thing was just horrendous. And she just didn't have the only time we got to see any sort of decent feud from it was towards the end with Charlotte, and then they put her off TV. So, mm. um, but the the stuff that versus Randy Orton, I just thought it was ridiculous. I think I I I assume it's because they didn't expect to release Bray Wyatt, and then they had to sort of keep the feud going to make it make sense a little bit. But I just thought it was uh, ridiculous. Was that horrendous. where she was like shooting fireballs in his face and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, that, yeah, that, was, that was, was odd. She was in the big jack in the box at one point, and oh god, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, it was. You're, you're correct in saying that. It was Fair bad. enough. Well, I, I, as I'm going last, I'll just go through my short list quickly. Um, I've got Liv Carmella, I've got that hard orange Cassidy, um, I've also got Eva Marie Dewdrop. That was a train wreck mm, yeah um i've got qt marshall cody rhodes 
went on for way too long. That did. I thought he was about to say Paul White then. No. And I've also <laughs> got um, the best friends v Miro and Kip Sabian because that was all over a bloody video game console. That wasn't this year, was it? Yeah, that was this year. Are you wow. sure? I think it bled in the start of this year. Yeah, started started in it because I think it was the wedding this year or end of last year. But it, it bled into this year, definitely. That one. Um, but I think I think that's actually Greer Fisher. I think Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy. I, I was. I think it's been a skid mark for me in the when past. When you say that, when you say the wedding, do you mean the um, Dexter Loomis? No, sorry, I meant uh, oh, oh, right. I Kip, did, Kip, I Sa- Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford's wedding oh, on right, AEW. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I think Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy is my number one. I just think, again, I like you, Krusty. I, I almost, when that come on, I just looked away from the TV, did something else until it was over. And I just, yeah, for, for it to end in a match, which didn't even involve Matt Hardy. And yeah, Matt Hardy's just been terrible on AEW so far. And Orange Cassidy's hit and miss. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And this just didn't work yeah. at all. Um, yeah. Has anyone else got any other from the short uh, list? I'll just do the other two on my short list quickly. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane. Uh, just thought it was needless. Uh, it's not even like Shane no Max had, on TV. That, 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 wasn't that, it that just Shane calling him like, dumb all the time? Was yeah. That yeah, yeah. It was bad. He kept chucking pain at him and just <laughs> not good. And um, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Just went on way too long uh, and the uh, the gimmick change from Apollo in the middle was just dicey for me, so I, just, oh, I yeah. didn't think it was. I get, wait, I get, you. yeah, yeah. I had I a couple there. more. Did a um... reverse Kofi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, I have a couple more that haven't been mentioned, but I agree with everyone's mentioned so far. I've got so I've obviously Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy is my number one. Um, I've got Orton versus Bray, but that leads into Alexa versus Orton as well obviously. Um, I've got Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes, which is still going on in NXT. Don't like it at all. And I'd another have picked that up one. until last week. Yeah, like, it did the match. That's, they brought it back a bit, I think, with that match. Um, and one no one's mentioned that I thought was really poor was Karrion Cross versus Jeff Hardy. Um, oh, yeah, that was dying. That, yeah. Was that a feud? Yeah, but I said that, that was borderline <laughs> a feud. <laughs> I might, it might be generous calling it a feud, but they had a couple of matches and it was bad. Uh, I have maybe I, maybe it's not really. Whilst we've been talking, carrying cross with Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vince McMahon versus the Egg. Um, it's Vince McMahon uh, v the roster. It's true. What were you going to say? So it, it's more. It's not really mine, but I think a couple of you might agree with it. Um, Tony Storm, Charlotte, just pies everywhere. Yeah, it's not it's... reached that level of worst feud yet. Who was it? Who it's, hated the it's getting worse. Oh, I, the pies are dreadful. Ah, oh, there we go. I, I, yeah. think, I, 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 I don't think we all like the pies. Well. I don't know if anyone liked the pies. I don't we? like the pies, but I wasn't as passionate <laughs> on it as one of you was. Think, <laughs> yeah, not a fan. <laughs> I do like a good pie though. Anyway. All right, let us move on. This next one's interesting. When we're, we've got um, five more left, believe it or not, five more categories. Wow. But this one's interesting, and I think we could have some differences here is the breakout superstar of the year. So I guess this can be taken a few ways. This can be taken as someone we didn't know last year who's burst onto the scene and has wowed us. Or it could just be someone who's in a spot now which you wouldn't have, you know, said a year ago they would be. Bobby Fish. 
Bobby Fish <laughs> is an example if you want to say that. Um, who has who wants to throw out some names? I can I can give you my list, but I, I mean we're supposed to only do one. But yeah, I well, no, yeah, go on. Give me your one. Let's give go with our top one. This is the one yeah. where I changed my mind at the last minute. Um, now I was going to go for Bianca Belair because she seems like the obvious one, but to me, I fought a lot of her before this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, I know she's been booked stronger. She won a rumble. She won a title. But to me, she wasn't a breakout because I already knew her. I've put people that I didn't really know a lot about. I think or... it depends if you watched NXT, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I think I'm in the same boat as you, Fish. So that's why I haven't put her, because I think she's almost too good for this list. Yeah. So I've actually gone for Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Banger of a choice. Interesting. Banger. Yeah. Because um, I just think he's really stood out um, amongst the new crop of NXT talent. Obviously, yeah. he was part of, he was still there in the old NXT a bit. He was in that breakout tournament, yeah, right, yeah, um, which yeah. he won as well. He won the breakout tournament, had really good matches in it. And I was like, oh, this guy's definitely got a future. Um, and then obviously he was one of the stars of the War Games matches as well. Um, become the North American champion pretty fast, I would say. So uh, even if you're looking at it from a sort of kayfabe and booking standpoint, he's done very well. Um, and I just think he's, he's someone who's going to be a real star in WWE in the next... I think we can see him go even further in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, a lot of mine are really young, new people. Um, like I say, I have got... I did have Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan on my list. But again, they were people I rated before. So they're not... To me, they're not breakout stars, even if they are into the mainstream world of WWE. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go next, just because I've actually gone always opposite to you in terms of my thinking... My breakout star is Damian Priest of this year. I, okay. I think that's actually a fantastic show. I did not see him do, and he's had his year he's had. He had the Bad Bunny WrestleMania stuff, which was his main roster uh, kind of initiation, and was he was amazing with Bad Bunny. And he's been booked so strong, he wins matches clean all the time. He's been US champ for god knows how long. He has great matches, um, consistently. I think he had a did he beat Drew once? I had a really good match with Drew when he yeah, was when he was clean, quite hot. Yeah. Um, and I think actually he's won in terms of NXT call-ups. We always complain about NXT call-ups, not doing this, not doing that. Damien Priest, Dave booked to the moon. And he's on he's on the booking trajectory of Bobby Lashley. I think he is a future WWE champion. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think he is my breakout of the year. And I've again, I've gone different. I haven't gone for someone young or someone. I, I knew about Brilliant Priest choice. before. Brilliant he's choice. a superb choice. I didn't have him on my list because, yeah, again, I've, I guess I, I was thinking yeah, again, yeah, I think you come at this different to two, two ways, can't you? You can come at it young guys. Or you can come at it yeah, guys who are I'd forgotten because he was doing that well. I think it was almost like he'd just been established. But mm. no, completely agree. You've, you've put, you've convinced me. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, what about you, Tizzle, Krusty? What have you guys gone for? Um, I've only got I've got Bron Brecker, which is quite an obvious choice. He's yeah. come in and he's just wowed everyone. I think um, he's going to be a future sort of face of the company. I think I think that's it. Mm. But my pick is Bianca, and um, yeah. I think the trajectory she's been on this year. Um, I, I've always liked Bianca that since she was in NXT and that, but I think the trajectory in the booking she's been in this year from uh, what you think it was Rumble, wasn't it? Where she um, went from square number three-ish and won the Rumble. And since then, she's been booked so strong. And um, I know uh, it's a bit of a sore subject about her, her and uh, Shayna Baszler a couple of years ago. 
and she just could <laughs> not beat her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like you said the other day on one of your pods, she squashed her in a, a, a ten seconds in um in the uh, elimination match. So I, I I think just because she's gone from sort of a good starter up there with. Becky and yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's I think she's broken into the um, four horsemen. It's basically the four wheel four horsemen at her that are the top stars, yeah. and that's that says something because yeah, she was never an NXT women's champion. So, yeah, which was a disgrace, absolute disgrace. Who's yours? So I I actually well I've got an interesting second choice I'd like to discuss after, but yeah. Because um, it, it sort of plays into your idea of different different views yeah. on it, but my my breakout star is Braun Breaker. Uh, yeah. I wasn't convinced when we first saw him, but these last few matches, he is as you know me. I love a big, strong, massive guy. Big man slapping, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's just it, isn't he? I mean, we saw it in a War Games match. He's just really solidified himself. He's got that explosive power, which you don't see that often. You see it in the likes of Brock Lesnar. He reminds me very much of a, a peak Kurt Angle. I love his wrestling style. He's just such a unit and he can move as well. I think his promos are on point. I think the first couple of matches he had were a bit ropey, but that was just inevitable. He was probably nervous, quite fresh to the scene. But as Tizzle said, I think he's going to go uh, to the top eventually. He's going to be a face of the company as long as he doesn't get injured or something like that. Yeah, um, but I just think he's he's going to be great, and th- this feud he's got going with Champa is just getting better and better. So he's can he avoid sort of... the Let's Go Steiner chance though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I I think they should just play into the Steiner thing. I don't well, think they, well, they don't do without calling him. Yeah, they call it they call it the Frankensteiner when he does the move. They even mentioned they they mentioned the Steiner math promo. Yeah, they've done all sorts, but actually not mentioned that he's related. They've done everything but do that. Yeah, which is why it's it's very confusing. I don't know why it is haven't. strange when they do that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think does. I think he should wear a you know a metal you know, whatever. I think he should. Some he used, used to wear, yeah, chainmail. That's and then just go in the ring like <laughs> put yeah. his bicep up. To why his not? Head. Proper play into it. Mm. Um, I'm excited for him. I am. Crossy, really you you mentioned an interesting second choice. Yeah, so my interesting second choice. See, see what you think of this is Christian Cage. Because oh, he started, again, he sort of started again after so many years. But he sort of, he, he shat himself, really, didn't he? I mean, he was doing nothing for years and years and years. He was way, he was Edge's second guy, really, wasn't he? When Especially while he was off. He was on the podcast and things. But he then sort of came, re-emerged at the Royal Rumble, went a bit quiet after that. And then he's come out at, um, into AEW. In my opinion, he's broke out to then main event um, a pay per view um, all, all out the the best pay per view of the year that we've just all agreed on. I so think he's had a really I good year. I think he sort of rebroke out of his egg um, in a way. And I know he's um, not doing too much now, but I can't count him as a breakout star for me. No, I he's, don't, he's I a rebroke. That's why he wasn't my top. He's from the attitude era, for Christ's sake. If, if, I, know, I was going to say he's... if you're going to if you're going to choose Christian, then you you choose CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think, I gonna... think uh, Christian's done more than Punk at the moment. If we were going down that route. <laughs> um, I still think... It, I, I don't mean in his whole career. I mean, since he's come back. 
but that's why I picked Breaker just because yeah. it was just when I then Key I hadn't actually noted it until Key started talking about different sort of ways of looking at it. Yeah, and I thought actually he's sort of like a second resurgence. Huh? I get, I, I get he's had a career research. Yeah, but but I that's, that's, call what's, breakout that's what's interesting he's already, he's by, by this breakout. So I've got three other names written down. Two of them, I think, are traditional breakouts. I think Dante Martin. Yeah, he me. was my second oh, choice. Um, yeah. I think Ty Conti as well has been mm, a real breakout this list. year. The other one I've got on my list is actually my second pick is Jey Uso. As a single star, yeah. my God, he has had... I did not think he'd be main event in shows left, right and centre like he was. That was he, he last was very year. Close. It was last year. Was that last year? Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, well, last year he wins my breakout for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's his been around huge, for years and years. So we're going to just trying to take the heat off of me. <laughs> if you want to, I've got a list of um, actual young people. Um, <laughs> Hang on, Braun Breaker won. No, me. I know. No, yeah, you can't get much younger than that. Well, I meant young as in being in the uh, being in, in the career. Yeah. Um, so my short list, obviously, Carmelo Hayes, I gave it to because he for me he's edged out Braun Breaker in terms of how much he's impressed me personally. Um, obviously, I had Belair and Liv Morgan who were like on that category of already stars, but um, I had Dante Martin who was actually going to be my pick until about five minutes before the part in, and then I changed it because okay. <laughs> I think he's been brilliant since he moved to. Um, with Leo Rush. Yeah. Austin Fury, I'm surprised you didn't mention him, Keeney. I know you love him. Um, he's had a very good breakout year. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I, his breakout year might have been. Ty, Ty, Conti, Ty Conti is another one. Um, and then obviously Hook. You've got to have Hook on there. Yeah. I reckon if we give it a few more weeks, Hook would have been way up there. I, yeah, think, I, he, think... I think he could win next year's. I think By the way, he's got a match on Rampage. We'll, if we were doing we'll this do next this week, again. he would have won it. I was going to say, we'll do this again after next week. We're Hook's, yeah. we're Hook's biggest fans over here, aren't we? Male superstar of the year. Hook versus Christian, hopefully soon. That's what I'm hoping for. They could, whoever's the break, breakout match. No <laughs> one's going to man- mention Bad Bunny then. Not no, only because but... he's... he impressed me. <laughs> I thought he was really good. He's not done anything yeah. since then. but No, I don't count him purely because he's not a wrestler. Um, uh, he, was he, was good, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Best celebrity appearance I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Let's move on to the female superstar of the year. So again, this can be taken two ways. You know, the best female, our favorite female of the year. I think you're going to love my short list of 10, but, um, Ten. ten, Jesus! I've got ten men out. and ten women. I had ten oh, men. That is women. literally just WWE's roster. <laughs> I'm also just done a PWI 500, didn't I? As far as you haven't. Um, go on, Fisher. Go on. Tell us your number one. Don't, don't tell us all ten. Right. My now. number one is Bianca Belair. Can we? Not a surprise. <laughs> Oh, well, I was going to say, can we just say first that if we had it as our breakout, we can't have it as our favourite uh, yeah. superstar of the year. Yeah, so I, that I was think just that's fair, yeah. Idea. I don't think they can overlap, yeah. yeah so. That's why, I, again, another reason why I didn't have her. Fortunately, me... I'm not choosing Christian as my... Uh, <laughs> female of the year. Yeah, so Bianca Belair was number one for, for the reasons we've already discussed, the Royal Rumble, the WrestleMania match, everything. She's just grown into the top. The top women, yeah. top women a year. For me, it was between there's there's three that really were above everybody else. Um, I she's um, number one. I think I agree with you, Fish. I had two neck and neck. It's I was probably 51-49, mm. but I'm going Bel Air number one. Um, 
same reasons we've already discussed her enough. Tizzle? Um, I'm going to go with Sasha because, like I said, I went for Bianca as my breakout star. Yeah. And otherwise, it would have been Bianca easily. Um, but yeah, I just, I, like I said earlier, I just think Sasha doesn't miss. So I, I think she's really raised the standard this year. Christy? So mine's Bel Air as well. My, mine was a sort of a, a race between two, but the, for reasons I'll explain in a moment, Bel Air has won it. I just think she's incredible on the mic. She's really improved some of the matches she's had. She's a good mix of, of amazing power and serious athleticism. She, yeah. I think, in, in my opinion, she is. Uh, the best female wrestler in the world. I know um, you guys potentially think Sasha is. I, I agree. Yeah. It's or even Charlotte Flair. I think she that. just edges it. Sasha, uh, Charlotte's uh, third for me. No. Oh, <laughs> I think Charlotte's controversial. Good. We're going to come to this Charlotte, in a minute. She, she, let's, not, let's not start Charlotte's saying that Charlotte's overrated. It's female. Right? <laughs> Charlotte is overrated because of her dad. That's my controversial opinion. Oh. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, Tizzle, you're in trouble now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ric Flair's number one fan. Yeah. So, yeah, same, same as you guys. Yeah. Um, my second choice. Yeah, Would you like I, to discuss that? I, I, yeah, I reckon it's exactly the same as my second choice as well. But say it, it. is Britt Baker. Yeah. On my the list. only reason yeah. I didn't is because the last couple of matches she's had with Riho and Conti have let me down somewhat. Yeah. Um, they, they were the reason she didn't beat it. But throughout the pandemic, the promotions she was doing were just absolutely incredible. To the matches you've mentioned earlier. Um, I'll let you say a bit about it so I don't start reeling off every single match she's had. Go, go ahead, Keely. Yeah, um, I, I, I think Britt Baker um, just almost almost single-handedly ran the women's division on, on AW this year. She yeah. has just been, you know, we there, there's been the promos from Punk about the pillar. I think she has been the pillar in the female division um, and has just, yeah, been insane. You know, you, you could tell, I think this was last year, but they were so into her that when she was injured, they were showing her on TV every week. They yeah. they were not, they, they were that high on her that um, they, they, they were pushing her to the moon even when she was injured. And um, just amazing. And again, I think the only reason she's not number one for me is because of the match quality. I think Belair edges match quality on Britt Baker. That being said, Baker, Thunder Rosa is up there in the best matches of the year. But I say, I think they're my one and two matches of the year involved yeah. these two women so that's how highly i think of these two um so yeah that, that's why i'd bake a second yeah just to just to add to that as well yeah i think like belair edges out um baker because of the stage her big matches come at belair's was on a di- um sorry um baker's was on dynamite her big you know moment mm. whereas belair's headline wrestlemania um and won the i think if we'd have had baker versus thunder rosa on all out yeah then yeah. you could argue. Then we would have won it. But instead, we had was it Conti? Um, no, it's Chris Statlander all out. Yeah, oh, Statlander, that, that was a pretty good match, but not nothing to shout home about. No. Um, so it was the yeah. Conti match that really let me down. For me, I said three were a miles ahead. I think Belair, Banks, and Britt Baker yeah. were miles ahead, and I, I had Thunder Rosa as, as the fourth because I think those four had the two best women's matches. But my shortlist of ten got a bit silly towards the end. Um, I love Thunder Rosa. You just I had Rhea Rip- obviously I met I had Rhea Ripley on there. We won a title at WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley. Uh, God. Nah, not lately, mate. She's that's she not her fault. Off too quick. 
Yeah, I mean, we was, no, I was you, you, you've been generous, surfish. You've been scraping the butter. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about top 10 here. I've got 10 people. Even top 10, I think she's lucky to get in. I mean, I had Ty Conti on there, Charlotte Flair. Obviously, I've got Mickey James on there. That has to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Impact World Champion. With, uh, it's nothing to be sniffed at. Royal Rumble. That's what Christian did, the breakout star. So, <laughs> fair, fair point. Fair point. And uh, I had Diana Perazzo from Impact, Impact as well, just because I haven't seen that much of her, but um, she was... she was really Donna cool. Perazzo for Female Superstar of the Year. Well, she was really... Hot. She's... Bit of a shout. Yeah, I mean... Wow, here we go. I haven't go. watched that much of her, but, you know, that's just based uh, on I mean, what I have seen. And No, nah, I ain't taking that one. I'll take Nikki <laughs> James, but no way. Sorry. So, uh, she's not a bad wrestler, but she's not... She's nowhere near those... <laughs> Um, so my, my, my short list was only four people long. Uh, I'd add Thunder Rosa in there as well, just cause she's incredible. Obviously Bianca, Sasha and Britt, just cause like we said, they've, they've elevated the level this year, I think outside yeah. of, um, sort of the regular people. The other person for me, Jamie Hayter. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm a big a fan. She big could fan. have been a good breakout star. but all. Yeah, I don't know if that's because she's been the best or I just really like her, but I think she's in, I think she doesn't miss at the minute. I yeah. haven't seen a Jamie Hayter match that I haven't liked. So Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Jamie Hayter's yeah. been superb. Yeah. I, I really do, I don't, actually. I think she's been great. I just think it's kind of... She didn't do a lot in the, the first half of the year, so it's kind of, mm. yeah, it's more of a recency <clears> thing, but she has been great. I think she could be one to look out for for next year, definitely. Especially if she's going Thunder Rosa next year, I think it's going to be big. I th- I think Britt and Jamie are going to have a feud soon, which yeah. I'm quite excited. I want to see to that match. Yeah. Yeah. so good. I'm real. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to male superstar of the year. Oh. Who who wants to kick That's off? Interesting. The male superstar. I can go. I can go because I've got a number one. Let's go. Um, okay. I've got five names written down. I'm not going to go into all five right now, but I think, of course you have. I think think number one is Roman Reigns of 2021. Awesome pick. So I've gone for Kenny Omega. I've done differently to both of you. Oh, awesome. That's what we want. I've gone for Brian Danielson. I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair comment. Great pick. Yeah. So does anyone... So I'll, I'll kind of just go through who else I had. I had Danielson and Omega on my list. The other two, I don't know whether you'll agree with me on them both, but I've got Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I thought he had an amazing year. And I had Miro as my other one. Wow, on I list. didn't have Miro in my I thought he has had Miro. some year, Miro, personally. It's been great, but... I wouldn't put him on my short, yeah. short, short list. Maybe in my top 10 list. <laughs> he is on my top 10. There's guys in my AEW I'd have above him. But That's yeah. my top five. Tizzle, who was your number one male superstar? Um, Roman. Yeah. I've got a short list I hadn't really picked, but I, th- I think you've got a guy with Roman. He's been um, sort of unreal this year. So, uh, really, again, elevated the level, especially for him. Yeah, this new character is superb, and I think he is—he's been the best thing in wrestling consistently, alongside this, you know, the uh, Heyman and the Usos help. But 
he's what what Roman does is he elevates average matches to be great matches. I think like the the Jey Uso feud, he really um again that was last year. Obviously, I, I found out earlier, but like Cesaro, he's had a Cesaro match. Um, and I just think he um, is just phenomenal. Just the best thing in wrestling, I, I think. Although I, I, I do want to say Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson are very close for me. They couldn't have done much more this year. Yeah. Um, but I think Roman's just edged him. Just. I'm, I'm going to be really awkward and change my answer to Seth. You know, I'm just looking at it and Roman's been incredible and he does everything incredibly. It's just, again, it's that thing where you, you, you know, Roman's going to win. Um, and I think although it works, it works for the storyline. I prefer having a bit of a thing to see that he can lose sometimes and they can have a good feud with him winning or losing. Yeah. And, um, uh, like you just said about Roman, Seth's done the same thing every feud he's been in this year. Um, like you said, he was in a feud with Cesaro. Um, he had the feud with Edge. Uh, he had the little feud with um, uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan. Um, that was very a short feud that could have gone on longer. But I, I, I think Seth, again, really carried carried um some feuds especially considering he's not been involved in any titles um up until now obviously and this current feud he's in with them the other uh biggie and uh uh kevin owens particularly is just unreal so entertaining great pick um, inevitably uh, i was gonna say that was an amazing pick completely agree with you tizzle he's (laughs) I almost want to say he almost gets overlooked because he's so good so consistently. He doesn't really, apart from the time when he lobbed under the chairs at uh, the Fiend, he's just he's just mad. He keeps reinventing himself, doesn't he? Um, and in re- reclaim, just, redesign, rebuild. He does. <laughs> he, he does. I mean, he does. I know. Can I talk about my number mad. one pick? And he's not even my number one pick, is he? No, so, I'm surprised he wasn't yours, Crusty. I just assumed he would be. Yeah. I I think. So as well, to be fair. <laughs> the thing is, Kenny Omega for me. Do you want me to go into my yeah, topic? You, so you go first. Yeah. yeah, he's not from North Carolina. I mean, everything <laughs> from that. Just his entrance, um, how it changed from him, from him being face to heel. Um, just the sort of really obnoxious, arrogant entrances. Uh, the costumes, the facial hair, everything was just to try and be really like arrogant and annoying. And then you can't here knock him is. in. Here really. he comes. Oh, no. Okay. I'll I, I wait for you to mention him. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, he had the best little crew hanging around with him. Don Callis. Don just, Callis. There he is. He, it, although Kenny Omega is amazing on the mic, you added Don Callis, which just made his character even more of a knobhead. I mean, let's face it, yeah. this, the, the, you loved to hate him. Mm. He was just incredible. And he's one of those guys who hits moves that you think, how is that not hurting the other wrestler? Like that's those Snapdragon suplexes, suplexes, the one-winged angels, they're just insane. And he hits them so fine to the line that they just look absolutely amazing. And that guy has been an absolute workhorse. I know he's sort of la- laid back a little bit now, it's been absolutely insane um 
the storytelling we've had, the the feuds we've had. Obviously, Christian, we've had Hangman Adam Page, which was just mad and been going on for such a long time that the, the fight feel was just amazing, which came to a head at All Out. Um, I mean, he changed and, and was sort of getting sort of more and more heel as time went on, like when we had the massive beatdowns. Um, he had a huge feud with John Moxley, which was just again amazing bit of a shame that it messed up the match which was supposed to the um barbed wire death match was a shame but the beat downs he was giving people was just making you again love to hate him he was then the definition of draped in gold when he had the uh, impact triple a and AEW world title just again just really adding to his character that he was carrying yeah. all these belts around people was carrying belts around for him you then yeah. had the young bucks <laughs> next to him who also had the tags belts it yeah. was just such a cool little crew and that crew was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i didn't mind i loved the fact that they had the um gallows and anderson with them and then obviously towards the end we had that huge pop where adam cole came and joined the elite as well i know they didn't quite get on but it again added to the storyline um I just think he's worked like an absolute. He's been he's been a dream, uh, and he really sort of solidified my enjoyment of him because I didn't know him before AEW. So, but I think yeah, there's my male superstar of the year, Kenny Omega. All right. Um. So my number one pick's Brian Danielson, um, and the reason the main reason for it is he's the only one really that's done it across both companies. Um. First half of the year he's in WWE main eventing WrestleMania. Having a Christian. great match with all right, Christian. Christian was uh, main event at Impact. Can't because he was your breaker. Raw Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, he obviously headlined WrestleMania. Had a great match with um, Edge and uh, Roman. He um, had a great match in his last match in WWE, as I mentioned earlier, against Roman Reigns on SmackDown. He um, and, and he's played different characters as well. He was sort of normal Daniel Bryan character in WWE leaves WWE goes over to AEW and then has just unbelievable in-ring matches Kenny Omega as a babyface then a shocking heel turn which I don't think anyone expected and his heel character and heel work has been absolutely on point um, since he came over to um, AEW Great matches on TV every week with Dark Order members, just like the consistency of in-ring work. We talked about it with Seth a minute ago. I think Brian is exactly the same, where his in-ring work is just every week it's sensational. And because he's in AEW, he's allowed to have better matches weekly. I think if Seth was in AEW, you'd see the same thing, by the way. But yeah. with Brian, you're seeing it every week and the proof is in the pudding, really, because he's putting out just classic after classic. And even like... He, we didn't like the finish of the draw the other day, but to have a one hour match and be that good in it. Yeah. You know, with a guy that's career was on the line, you know, he was retired for three years. I just think he's on another level at the moment. And I, and to do it, like I say, do it both across two companies, the two biggest companies we've got, I think solidifies him as the number one wrestler of, of the year for me ahead of just ahead of Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega, who have both been absolutely incredible as well. I will say that they, they were one, two and three for me. It was just, I, I had a hard time picking, the order, but I just gave Brian a nod based on the, like I say, working for both companies and, and nailing it on both. I mean, other people have worked for both companies, like, like say, um, like Malachi Black, Adam Cole, whoever. Mm. Um, but no, no one to that level. You know, no, no one's completely made agree. Yeah. Great, great explanation. Yeah. Great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I give that? Um, and I'll, I'll go through my other options quickly. You, you mentioned Miro and that on yours, Keeney. So my other, obviously, I mentioned Reigns, Danielson, Omega. I did have Lashley on there. Um, he has had a good year. Hangman Page, obviously, he's had a great year. Seth Rollins. Edge deserves a, a mention yeah. as well. He's been yeah, absolutely fine. brilliant. Drew McIntyre, always just solid. Like, he does everything he does is good. Adam Cole, mainly for his NXT work. Um, and I've got MJF on that. You've got to have him. Yeah, I've got MJF on my Because I think he's... I just think his promo work is on another level to anybody's. His ring work is underrated as well. Like his matches with Derby, his matches, he had a cut, you know, his matches with Jericho were okay, but I don't think Jericho's that great in ring now. Um, but yeah, he's just brilliant as well. So he does that definitely deserves a mention. You can't go the whole podcast without mentioning MJF. No, I agree. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I've got another name actually. Gone. Uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he's yep. a fair, he's a fair shout. I think he's been amazing. And we had that that spot where he almost did a Jeff Hardy mimic, the sort of swanton bomb off the huge ladder through the table. Just absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. He is mad, isn't he? Absolutely mad. See, um, I've got Jeff Hardy on my list just because he's just a don. <laughs> Fair enough. He is, he is a legend. He hasn't done much this year, unfortunately. But... He's just... No, yeah, he's a bit stiff nowadays, but he's uh, I'd never fail to get entertainment from watching Jeff Hardy. So, <laughs> yep, no, fair enough. Um, all right, let's move on. We, we're we're towards the end of now, and we're going to move on to our skid mark of the year. So, recharge wrestling favorite. Um, who has a skid mark? Oh, they they, they want to. They want to. I can go if you want. Open with Phil Fish. You you open with your. Um, with your so mine isn't a segment or anything. It's a general thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably quite an obvious thing. I would be surprised if someone else doesn't have it. And it's just the amount of WWE releases and the talent they've released this year, and some of the names on that list are absolutely incredible. I had the full list up earlier. Eighty wrestlers on that list, well, not just wrestlers. Wow. Some of them are backstage. Ric Flair's on there, for example. Big Show was on there, who are not wrestlers, but. I think about 65, 70 of them are wrestlers. And I was just looking at some of the names and it's just an incredible amount of talent. Um, and a lot of it is for no reason. Obviously, we had the, the Jeff Hardy release made us very sad, a recent one. There was more to it than that, the budget cuts reason that they, they've released a lot of the people. But Bray Wyatt for me was a really sad one. Um, Alistair Black, Braun Strowman was a real shocker. Um, he's someone that I thought was made in wwe like they, they were going to keep him around for a long time it feels like someone who was you know he was on unbelievably high wages though wasn't he bro? that that i think was the issue yeah um there was a few other names on that list as well that really surprised me um obviously recently keith lee carrying cross hit row after just calling him up baffling wow. um Strange. uh tegan knox was a bit of a sh- shame a sad one i thought um they didn't do anything with Scarlet, Mia Yim. Um, there's so many. Obviously, Mickey, I've got to mention that they released Mickey James. I mean, how dare they? Um, John Morrison. John Morrison. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a shocker. Uh, there's so many names on that list. And just the fact that they've lost so many talent and the roster now is quite thin. Just some of these guys, I just don't understand. I can understand. Like The previous year, we had quite a lot of budget cut releases. But a lot of the people on there, you were kind of like not that su- surprised by. You know, you, you were getting people like Mojo Rawley or someone like that. And you think, well, he, he's not been used in a long time. 
you know, and he's not someone you're going to put the WWE Championship on. But Braun Strowman was literally a title match a month before he got released against Bobby Lashley, I think, or was it a triple threat match? I can't remember. Bray mm. Wyatt, you know, WrestleMania, big match at WrestleMania with Randy Orton, huge character, merch sales through the roof. Very strange. Like, it, it's very baffling to me. Um, and obviously, that was great because a lot of these guys have gone on to find work in, in AEW or other places. So it's not a career-ending thing for a lot of them. But um, it, Nia Jax was another one, actually. But I must mention her. I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan of her, but she really shocked me. That one really surprised me. Um, because I know Considering w- the amount of the TV time they used to give her. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, every not week. someone I was a huge fan of at all, but no, someone that... And again, part of the kind of the Rocks family... Uh, that that line which you know you normally you're pretty safe for life with um, a job in wwe um so there was a lot of shocks and for me that is the skid mark of the year it's it's the biggest talking point and down point in wrestling and i'm sure we're going to get more next year which is sad as well um i'll just carry on from that because it was on my list as well and i think just following on from what you're saying the amount of people that they released when they seem to start doing something with them it yeah. just seems really odd to me. Like, I, th- I think to call Hit Row up with B-Fab, obviously, and then release B-Fab, and I think the rest of Hit Row got released because of their reaction to B-Fab getting released. Hmm. But uh, it just seemed really odd. And uh, they started doing so- a little storyline with um, uh, 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 Alistair Black, Malachi yeah. Black, whatever you he want to call him. Big e, didn't um, he? Yeah, and and again, the fiends they sort of seemed mid storyline with him when they released him. It just yeah, I I completely agree with that. That was that was uh, probably going to be my my one as well, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll carry on because I'm exactly the same thing. It's the it's, it's the worst thing this year, um, and I, I kind of joked earlier about Vince McMahon versus the roster, but I think it's been a real year where. Some of WWE's decision making has been so questionable. Um, you know, I completely agree with all the points you've made about people um, getting released when they seem to be being used. But like the whole carrying cross scenario, like it was, it was almost like he was called up to like punish NXT for some reason. He was walking out with the belt. He's been rolled up in two seconds by Jeff Hardy considering he's been unbeaten for a year on NXT TV and then he's wearing this stupid helmet and they're releasing him. Never, never use Scarlet with him, release Scarlet about him using her on the main roster and just a lot of the decision making. And now they're in a position where the roster's so thin that they're having to put new David Usos on every week, just because they have no, they, they can't mix up matches. AEW probably have, their roster's probably too big, if, if we're being honest. It's massive, their roster. But my God, every week, every week is a fresh matchup. And a, a WWE at the moment is just completely the same matches every week. And it's because their roster is too small. And I, I think there is something to working with a small roster, but I think they've gone too far. They, yeah, tr- trim the guys you're not using, by all means. Yeah, some of these guys, oh, yeah, like absolutely. John Morrison's a perfect example. Why would you not use him? He's he's great in ring. The sad thing is, I think he would have done if Miz hadn't disappeared. Because he was set up the, the feud with the Miz. Yeah. Miz goes off to Dancing in the Stars. And whilst he's away, I mean, Edge referenced him as promo, which I was very shocked they, you know, they allowed that. But 
Yeah. You know, midway through that, Morrison gets released because he was well, and like even some of the early ones, like Ruby a uh, Ruby Riot. She she's a proper good workhorse wrestler. Why would she, you release? She had her? a tag match like the week before. On yeah, because there there are some I can understand. I think Keith Lee had a lot of problems with like I think his attitude Elf. was poor. Apparently, Elf. apparently, yeah, he had there was there was a lot going on with Keith Lee. So there, there's there's more than we know to some of these releases, but like you say, some of the kind of hit row alistair black it's, it's just lack of forward planning that they're they're writing their shows not even a day in advance they're writing them hours in advance they, they have no idea what they're doing one week to the next um and that's why i brought up veer the other week as a skid mark <laughs> because they've not got a clue what they're doing with him he's they, probably going to get released before yeah he, he probably will he probably will because the sad they, thing is we're joking about it but you're probably right they do it not might know be a crusty cred he might be off. He might be off tomorrow night. That's great. <laughs> oh, sorry, Veer. I didn't mean to do it. You love Predator release. Um, I do. Krusty, is your skid mark different to us? It or? is slightly different. Yeah, um, okay. I completely agree with you. By the way, I think it's terrible, um, and they've gone too far. Which my skid mark kind of blends into. So mine, sort of overall generalized, is the brand split. So we had a brand split. Um, the draft, they call it. One, this was right before Survivor Series. So we ended up with a Survivor Series that was just so bad. Nobody had any passion. There was no point in any of the feuds. Um, I just hated that. And it's such a good pay-per-view normally. I remember one a couple of years back where they all hated each other. They had a sort of a a reason to fight for their spot. They were just picking people out of a hat because they didn't have any established, uh, really established superstars apart from the team captains. So aside of that, they then made... Smackdown, which was probably the top show massively. I mean, you had Roman, you had Seth, you had Edge, um, all on Smackdown. And it's like they've looked at the ratings and gone, Raw's terrible, Smackdown's great. Let's shove everyone over to Smackdown. And they've literally left almost Roman Reigns to carry Smackdown on his own, which is fine. But then they've then put him in a feud with Brock Lesnar, which is phenomenal. I love it but you're ending up with lack of wrestling because Brock's not there every week to wrestle. They're not paying him to wrestle, which means Roman isn't wrestling. So you've got your two top stars that are doing some fantastic promotions, but you're not getting any in-ring wrestling. And I think Fisher gave me a stat the other day, old facts Fisher. I think they had something like 14 minutes of wrestling yeah, or something silly out of yeah. a two hour show is just disgusting. That's just mad. I mean, I think AEW's worst, like shortest matches are about 14 minutes. Um, sometimes they go the other way, as we saw the other day. So I think the brand split, the releases, I mean, SmackDown could really have done with some of these releases. Like, um, well, that's why I hit Rome if you so had Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, you've, you've suddenly got a real decent rest, roster. Um, keep Tegan Knox there to bulk out the women's division. Um, you could have moved Keith Lee over there. He would have been great yeah. over there. It'd be great, but you've, you've sort of made it weak and about two massive stars. That's the problem I've got mm. with it. Which and then great. Jeff Hardy, of course, was going to be in a position to be yeah. in a good position on SmackDown, and then that happened. Like you said, I think there's a lot more yeah. to that. Um, mm. Him getting released, I think that's an odd one. Um, with Hit Row, I think they could have had a feud with the Bloodline easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have loved, I loved Hit Row, as you know, and I liked B-Fab being part of them. Whether she could wrestle or not, she could She'd be oh, fine yeah. on the mic. She was amazing she'd on the mic. She'd fine on the mic. Yeah, but, um, she didn't need to be wrestle. She, she wasn't no, there to wrestle no, in my eyes. I don't want her to wrestle. I want her on the mic. But, like, 
again it comes back to what i was saying they don't have any plans for these people they're just booking on the fly even when hit row were called up before they were released they they were doing some weird thing with sammy backstage and they're doing a, a rap with jinder and shanky like there's no real they're not called up for a reason they're called up for called up sake aren't they mm, essentially yeah. um austin theory is a is a rare example where they seem to have a plan for austin theory just he's going somewhere he, he's he's an exception to the rule and that's why damien priest i gave him a big so i think he had a plan being called up and that's the only reason you should you should do these call-ups you shouldn't call them up oh i don't know what to do with them, release them that, that seems to be yeah. what they're doing and it's just um it's Especially just ruthless. When it looks like you need them as well and i don't see why they can't and then we say that they don't have any reason to have them so they don't know what they're doing but they could just let them have a match <laughs> just um, just just get them in the ring and just competing with random people. It doesn't because they had hit row had a squash anything. match on their first night, and I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And then after that, they just did nothing with them. Um, yeah. I really think I they could gonna... do with re-signing Braun Strowman. I really do, and putting him in SmackDown on a lower wage package or something like that. I think he could bulk it out just to give them a contender because these other guys have already found Only if they the take that train noise away from him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We don't want the train. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just the only other thing that I had on my list was the, uh, I've written it down as Demon Finn top rope shenanigans. I've got that on mine as well, yeah. Oh, um, oh man. That, just, that was going to be my, my if, if I was giving it to a wrestling segment, that yeah, would have been mine. yeah, well, my, yeah, exactly the same as yeah. an overall just general thing. Mine was the releases. Why, yeah, but yeah. if I had to choose one moment, it was that. And, um, like you guys said, um, on one of your pods, if they explained it, they, they only had to say, Oh, it's Paul Heyman, and it would have been yeah. fine. But the fact that they've just completely no sold it and there's no explanation, never been mentioned again, is just ridiculous. And it, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get the point in it at all. Um, it, it's kind of, I suppose they're trying to book Demon strong ish by not having him beaten clean in a sense, but he still just took a spear and a pin afterwards anyway. I don't Ooh. think him falling off the top rope would have made that much difference to that, but that would have been my specific moment or yeah. the end of the barbed wire death match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those two were both bad. <laughs> but but I, I, what I will say, at least they, um, they they kind of ran with that, AW. They yeah. had uh, Moxley and Kingston talk about it, and it wasn't just ignored. If that was ignored, I'd be like, my God, how can you ignore that? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, my other things on the list. So obviously I had the um, the Balor thing. I had the belt swap on SmackDown. I thought that was just the <laughs> idea of doing a belt swap. Belt swaps really, in general. It just... really pissed me off. Um, Belair getting squashed by Becky. Yeah, like, that was wrong. Uh, the Fiend losing at Mania to Wharton and the death of NXT 1.0. Um, just the whole idea of changing it, the whole idea behind it, you know, not necessarily saying that I hate NXT 2.0, but there was, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they kind of, you know. With, with that, I think they could have just done it. I, I think they could have sort of eased it in and we wouldn't have really noticed. Yeah. But the fact that they just went, no, we're completely changing this all at once. I think mm. it's just made it a bit diluted. Um, yeah. 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 So that was one of the other things on my list. Yeah. yeah fair enough. And then the last um, category of the yearly review is our top mark. So they're going to go out on a high 
Um, who has who has the top mark of the year? The favorite thing. So I've got year. one that I don't have too much to say about for once. So yeah, for I it. can start. So mine actually is the Edge versus F feud, and I've oh, already God, gone into that it. in great detail. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. It was just phenomenal. There we are. Okay, fair enough. Decent. Um, with again, I've got sort of a moment and a more general thing. I'll go with the more general thing first. And I th- we sort of talked about it earlier with um, all out happening. It really raised the standard of WWE shows as well. Mm. And I think we we've really really got some good shows out of it since then because of the standard raising. Um, so I think, in a way, some of the I wouldn't say the releases, but the um, some of the people that have gotten to AEW and raised the standard, um, uh, like you say, is made AEW the best other show outside of WWE. God knows how long, and I think that's really raised the standard of the shows in general, which I think is just brilliant for wrestling fans in general. It just means we get better matches, like you said. We got that uh, Edge Seth one on SmackDown. Um we've had some we had the number one contenders match on Raw. We've had some great matches on AEW and WWE because AEW are a viable contender now. Um and obviously I think that's brilliant and long may it continue. And then my my specific moment if I had to choose one would be um Bianca winning it at WrestleMania. I just think the whole event, the match, the the culmination to the storyline, everything just put perfect moment as far as um, a breakout underdog story goes. And, um, y- you know, the level it was on was just unreal as well. So that was my, um, that was my best specific moment of the year. Cool. Great top go, mark. Go, go on, Fesh, go for your top mark. So my top moment of the year is CM Punk in On Rampage just coming out on his return. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I never thought we'd see it ever again. Um, you know, it was gone for seven years. The crowd, we all knew it was coming, but at the same time, like I've seen videos of people reviewing that like in tears. They're so happy. Like it's such a it was such a big moment. And that kind of leads into what Tyler was just saying anyway about AEW getting getting signings, you know, Adam Cole going there, Brian Danielson going there in there and raising the standard of star level and also in ring quality. Um, in AEW, but just that moment of that, that night when CM Punk come out and cut that promo was it was Goosebumps moment, it was absolutely incredible, so for me that's my top mark and most of my top mark moments, I'll tell you my shortlist in a minute, were returns or moments rather than like matches. That was on my list my as well, but I way. thought it played into the what I was saying yeah, about it, the it did, yeah. Better, yeah, so, yeah. I, but that was on my list I'm going to let Sean say his but i made a mess of this uh, I, that wasn't actually my top mark i've got to, <laughs> i just looked at i looked at the wrong notes sorry but it, no, it is still a top mark but i have a top mark but i'll let i'll let yeah. sean go first no that's fine my uh my top marks again it's more general and it's kind of similar to what tizzle was saying is just the fact we've got two top tier wrestling promotions going head to head it's brilliant like it always follows on from the skid mark of all these releases the kind of silver lining to that is they found a home in another top wrestling promotion, you know, on, on, on proper TV, you know, getting, okay. Maybe not getting the same number of viewers as um, WWE, but they're, they're, they're selling out stadium uh, arenas and, you know, we're seeing 
Malachi Black used a lot more like we want to see him use. We're seeing, okay, we haven't seen much of Adam Cole yet, but Danielson's having a career resurgence. We're seeing Christian Cage has had some year. Like these Christian guys, Cage is loving it. Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho has been being used in important <laughs> matches. I'm saying Sting's breakout star next. <laughs> the guy was around in the eighties. Well, like a, a, a Ty Conti is another one. She was nothing in WWE. Now look at her. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. great to see these two wrestling promotions. And I'm interested to see the day we start seeing AW guys move to WWE because that will happen at some point, surely. Yeah, um, it's, it will. I mean, we've, and, we've had one or two minor names, but no one. Did. I'm calling it now. MJF will be the first one. The first big one. Yeah, we really hope he doesn't. 100%. We, we that, that would be interesting. I, 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 I don't think it will be. I just think they'll censor him. him, but I think it'll be. I'm yeah. just worried yeah. they'll censor him too much. That's the problem. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But you know, maybe maybe a Jungle Boy moves. Maybe he gets off in loads you know of money. No, I actually something. think the first one might be Chris Jericho going back. That's my. That's my I opinion. would love that. I think he's mm-hmm. going to have one more like match or something. A mania, yeah. big payout. Because yeah. he's still on good. He was on Stone Cold's podcast on the network, wasn't he? You know, he's still a, he's still on like good terms with Vince, and that's why I'm saying it. I don't think he's going to have another long run. I, I can see him retiring. His retirement match being in WWE. Yeah, but maybe, but maybe you see someone like a Brian Cage move over. Yeah, someone like that will. He's, 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 around, not been, he? he's not been used. Well, much. I think we're talking about more major, more major. Yeah, yeah. Than... But it'd just be interesting to see how. How dare you? How they? Ryan Cage. <laughs> I mean, he's all right. He's, 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 he's not. Not, not now. He's not. He's he, unfortunately. He's, he he's underutilized. He's never been major, Crusty. I think he could be quite good in WWE though. Yeah, potentially. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's 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 a great time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much good content around. Um, it's a shame NXT's dropped off a bit because NXT was a third brand in WWE for a while and was a legitimate third brand. Now, you know, it's, it's nothing really in comparison. Um, but it's just great that there's a real, when someone's up for release, it's like, you know, Johnny Gargano, we were talking about this the other day. Is he going to say in NXT? Is he going to go to the main roster? Is he going to go to AEW? The thing is, all we of those, that, all of those would be great outcomes. Years. So, you know, we 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 will watch it. So I don't care where Johnny Gargano goes. I just want to see him on TV, and I think he'll be booked great wherever he goes. To be honest with you, and it's just really a great exciting. time, great time to be a wrestling fan. I think that's spot on with the top mark there. I think that really is the yeah. Why well, don't we come mark. back to you then, Krusty? Yeah, go uh, on. What have you got? Really <laughs> Bobby Fish. Sorry, go. <laughs> well, mine's actually um, it's all about the boom at Adam Cole's debut in AEW, and then followed by. Uh, Danielson, just incredible. I remember how, like, I was going crazy. I know you guys were talking to me whilst I was going crazy for that. That was absolutely insane. That really was the top mark of the year in terms of specific moments. Um, But I I agree. That was on my list. What you've got is definitely um, the the fact that we've got two brands in competition, which has actually given us... I mean, we, we always said if we had this podcast in the pandemic era... It had just been Drew McIntyre talking about Drew McIntyre all week. That's, that was it. Um, we had next to nothing. So this is just incredible that we've got this competition and some um, key stars going between the brand, well, to, to AW yeah. at the moment. But yeah, yeah really so top marks. I'll just quickly read off the rest of my my options that I had. So obviously Punk's return was nine number one. 
I did have Bianca and Sasha on there as well. Um, just the whole thing. The moment at the, the start and the end of the match between the two of them as well was perfect. Um, I had Christian's return in there, Krusty. Um, in He's the been Rumble. mentioned more than In the Royal else, Rumble, though. Not his <laughs> AEW debut. His just, AEW debut was underwhelming. I, I just turned his, into a Christian podcast. Well, no, his return, he, he came in and then him and Edge had a little like, moment in the ring. And I thought that was really good. Um, I've got Brian and Cole's debut in AEW. I've got John Cena's return as well. I thought that was very good. And the crowd went nuts when Cena came out. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was good. Yeah, that happened this year. It was last year. Um, So I I put that in there because as much as Cena gets like, he doesn't get that much hate nowadays, to be fair. Cena's great. He's still, he's forever going to be popular. Um, I put Hangman Page winning the title was an amazing crescendo. I also put Big E finally winning. The WWE title was a cool moment because I feel like that was on could... the Raw as well. By the way, we're talking about yeah. these big Raw matches. Well, they did won the, the title both cash ins, didn't yeah. they? They did Nikki, yeah. Nikki's cash in, which didn't lead to a much in the end. But the moment that itself could have been skid mark. Yes, Nikki ASH in general could be skid mark of the century. I don't mind her. I think she's right. Um, just another little one, Adam Cole's entrance. Um, I think it was at Full Gear where they had the Super Click T-shirts on and he did the baby and the boom and they did the Young Bucks kiss. That's incredible. It's one of the best entrances I've ever seen. So entertaining. Yeah. Brilliant. We've waded through it all, haven't we? Yeah, it's been a long one. It's it been a long, but it's, it's an end of it's, year special. Does so. anyone else have anything maybe. else to say? <laughs> Anyone have anyone else to say on our list? Merry Before Christmas, I've everyone. Wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And a happy Merry New Christmas. Year. There will be a podcast before Christmas. Um, we're going to be recording uh, ready for a Friday release for our, for our usual yeah, It'll be a quiet couple of weeks because there's not going to be a lot happening. It's recorded. It's all tape shows and that as well, isn't it? We'll try our best for you. And I'd like to say thank you very much to Big Tizzle for joining us. Yeah, very good pod debut. Thank you, yes. thank you. Um, just a quick one, sorry to butt in. Um, this week I've done my review a little bit differently. I'm doing it all in one, but I've decided that next week I'm going to go back to normal and doing it in two bits. Um, just okay. for, but everyone check them out and leave me a like and what have you or whatever. Yep. You can go catch on. them on robot-republic.com. That's a uh, robot hyphenrepublic.com because I said that strange just then um, but yeah li- listen to let re- read Tyler's reviews they're, they're really brilliant really thorough especially if you haven't got time to watch the shows we'll sort of pick out segments but Tyler really goes into depth so yeah definitely check them out um, as always you can follow us on Twitter which is at Recharge Wrestle um, please feel free to engage with us we, we love interaction ask us questions we can answer them on the podcast and I think that's us fully charged now for this special. We'll be back on Friday morning as usual. And uh, see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. See you then. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.